Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hello, welcome to Stop the Fucking Crime Activism Call. Um, we're here to help... Uh, do activism to stop these crimes against humanity, targeted individuals, and to get help for those who need it. Welcome, everybody. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Is it? I can be, I suppose. You have a good week? Yes, I did have a good week. That's good. I usually try to have a pretty good week every week. Okay. It's been a busy week. I'm sorry, what was that? I said it's been a pretty busy week. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine you stay busy with all this. That hmm. so was your week. It was pretty good. I would say productive. Not too bad at all. Well, that's the key thing is to be productive. As long as you're going forward to change things and working hard, that's what counts. Positive energy is great out there. Yeah, as long as I keep my mind focused on other stuff, I mean, it's not as bad. Well, I can tell you there's absolute hope for the future, that's for sure. Yeah, I believe that now. At first, I didn't believe that for a long time, but I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, I suppose. Well, I've been without tendonitis for almost 24 hours or 48 hours now, so that's that's a good sign. You say you've been without it? Yep. Hmm. Are you listening to that the C, Dave Case's CD? No, I I tried something different, and uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be working so far. And if it keep, continues to work, I'll share with everybody else. Okay, nice. I just want to make sure it's it works good before it, uh, I start sharing it with people. I don't okay. want to mislead anybody. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to go over a, a new we- a weapons program that I ran across. You think weapons that are being used against us? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, where do you find your information? Do you just research until you come across something? Or are people contacting you? No, I just research. Mm. 
think it's really important that we do lots of research. I wish I had the time. Besides, they broke every computer and laptop I've ever had, so I can't really do a lot at home. Yeah, they they tend to work at it like that pretty heavily. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So today, guys, what we're gonna go over? Oh. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Is we're we're gonna go over a weapon system called the Medusa. Yeah. And uh, what Medusa stands for is, let me, just a second, I'll. What does it stand for? Hold on, let me, I'm going to tweet the call on Twitter to see if we can get some newcomers. Okay. But uh, Medusa stands for Mob Access Deterrent Using Silent Audio. Somebody on somebody using their cell phone, kind of hearing a little echo. Okay. It probably is. I need to get the live to work. I found out with the live on here, if you guys can get live to work on your computer. You can have access to all sorts of cool things to uh, turn people off, codes to shut things down. <laughs> so, anyways, this is a what this is, guys. It's, it's a directed energy, non-lethal weapon designed by Waveband Corporation, which I can't seem to find much on Waveband. Maybe it's discontinued, or maybe it was actually bought by another company and absorbed. But it's a weapon based on microwave auditory effect resulting in strong sound sensation in the human head. It is subject to certain kinds of pulse modulation of microwave radiation. The developers claim through the combination of pulse parameters and pulse power, it is possible to raise auditory senses to a discomfort level deterring personnel from entering a projected parameter or necessary or temporary to incapacitate particular individuals. So right there, this is one another confirmation that they're saying, yes, we can target um, individual people with this technology. Confirmation that they're saying, yes, we can target um, individual people with this technology. Terry, what I found to be so interesting today was how long this has been around and how long they've known about it. And like you and I were talking about the fact that they're saying, people are saying this doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah it exists, you know, and it's, it's in writing. I don't get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it kind of blows me away the more I read about this stuff that they they think they can deny this stuff any longer. Are you okay? Who, me? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just waiting for this code. It's just taking for a long time. And as you know, I was a little frustrated with the Internet people earlier. Yeah. It's taking for a long time. And as you know, I was a little frustrated with the Internet people. You have an echo. <sighs> yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. If you have a cell phone on and your guys are listening through a computer speakers, you turn off the mic. So uh, some of the things that I uh, I found out about this is the wave band did this, uh, built this device, and uh, a guy named Mr. George Gibbs was the contractor for it from the U.S. Marine Corps, and uh, it's a Navy SBIR program. Uh, they were given almost just thirty-five dollars shy of a hundred thousand dollars for this back in um, huh. two thousand three, and uh, the title of the pro of it under and this is on the Navy website by the way, remote personal incapacitation system. Yeah. And it says uh, the main goal of the phase one project. Wad to design and build breed broad breed broad prototype of a temporary personnel incapacitation system called Medusa mob access deterrent using silent audio. This is a non-lethal weapon. is based on the well-established microwave effect uh, MAE results in strong sound sensation in the human head. When it is aerated with specially selected microwave pulses and low energy, through the combination of pulse parameters and pulse power, it is possible to raise auditory sensation to the discomfort level, deterring personnel from entering a protected area or, if necessary, temporarily incapacitating individuals. So this is actually more evidence of what they say doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they even, they're even admitting here that they can target single individuals in a crowd. Mm-hmm. So, and I found this too, to, this was very interesting, the DOD broad agency announcement, which was uh, February 7, 2018, uh, it opened January 8, 2018. DOD issued its 2018 1BAA SBIR pre release in November, which opened and received a proposal 
And uh, what it is is for uh, furthering these weapons. This is also on the Navy website, too, by the way, guys. So this this project that he did, I'm not sure if it's under the same name, but it's definitely still running. Huh? And like it like it says right here, the depart the Department of Defense is involved in it. And if any of you guys are um, interested in what the patent was, I found the patent for it. It is US 7841-1989-B2. I'll put that in the link, a link to that. <clears throat> you guys have any comments about that? I'm just listening. Yeah. I'll read you I'll read you guys the abstract that's on the patent. It's a non lethal. By the way, I just want to mention that all these weapons are they called non lethal? The scientists who are studying this technology, and some of them are saying that uh, it is um, not capable of producing the sound that it would actually kill you first. But as reading today, many scientists say that these weapons are misclassified, by the way, guys, and we need to do more research on that because they're saying that they are lethal weapons and they do need to be reclassified, and that's very important. Wow. Reclassified as lethal weapons. Lethal weapons. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because yeah. they really are lethal weapons. Yeah. So this is the abstract on it. It says a non-lethal, non-destructive electromagnetic personnel interdiction control stun-type weapon system and the method of utilizing a beam radio frequency energy into a frequency range modulated to impose a Lortran force on the vestibular system of the sensitive cells of the remote brain subject sufficient to disrupt the mechanical transduction process and chemical engine by which of sound position and other sensory input and converted to message by nerve cells and processed by the brain to produce complete distortion, confusion, incapacitation sufficient for temporarily rendering subject powerless to resist arrest or subjugation. Removal of electromagnetic energy relieves the nerve cells and the surrounding tissue with no damage and second disorder effect of severe motion sickness and mm-hmm. psychological oh. effect of helplessness remain until the subject's body chemistry returns to normal. So if you guys think about that, I've been almost 48 hours now without tendonitis or anything. It's uh, pretty amazing because I can tell you, you do turn... Re- back to normal, and you get rid of that floaty, weird, sick feeling. And uh, um, well, what, do I, what I'm reading here about this is the fact that uh, 
they're talking about using this for a short time on person. So obviously if they do this for a long time, like they do it to us, it causes permanent brain damage, tissue damage, cell damage. Um, it, it even says it rewrites, you know, pathways in the brain. So, yeah, it is permanent. Does it rewrite, you know, pathways in the brain? So, yeah, it is permanent. I'm trying to find the noise. If I mute you, just let me know. Um, so I think it's very important that we do some more research. Now, what I understand by reading an article yesterday is the article said there's more than a dozen different types of these weapons out there. A dozen different? Yeah, a, different, a dozen different types of these. Uh, but and by the way, guys, the earliest documentation I can find about them putting sounds in people's heads was what I shared a long time ago was during World War II. And the first writings about it that I could find, documentation to back anything up, was actually in um, 1941. So that was just shortly after, uh, well, actually a little while after World War II started. But they knew that this technology, they could affect people's heads. Yeah. So that's actually a long time ago. Oh, yeah. A very long time ago. And as we all know, they have these uh, props. There's also another place that I ran, ran across from uh, another unclassified document it's called Remote Control Non-Lethal Weapon Applications. I'll be putting that up on my website. But it, it's quite a document. But this is how we're going to prove to the public what's going on. We need to uh, start compiling these evidence, put it together. We get, get people well-versed in what they are and what's going on. So when we present this, and the interesting about this uh, PDF that I found, it actually has drawings of the actual device on it and the circuitry and how it works. So, but as it does, it, 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 it's sort of like the umbrella term for a dozen weapons that come under that umbrella. Is that the deal? Well, what it is is my, I'm, what I'm finding out is microwave auditory effect is the umbrella term, really. Yeah. And uh, so there's a bunch of different uh, programs that are under that. And according to what I was reading, they were saying that there's at least a dozen under that here in the U.S. And it's all, it's actually all part of the app active denial systems, you know, so that they don't have to uh, sound responsible because obviously if they said, oh, yeah, these are uh, lethal weapons, they'd be less likely to get the public to use them on people if they started telling yeah. them the truth. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. So they have to lie about it. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I did find very interesting is that American neuroscience has been very heavily, you know, we all know that Alan Frey worked for the, was with them, but the American neuroscientists have been very much involved in this whole thing since the beginning. I mean, working with the DOD and every branch of government. Yeah. 
one of the main things here that I found out too reading this is that it, it, it says that not only does it have side effects such as dizziness, headache, but it also says it can give you what it's like pins and needles or shocks too from this equipment. Pins and needles, what? I didn't hear that. Uh, some of the side effects for being targeted with this is uh-huh. it gives you like pins and needles. Some of them may come come at you as actually uh, kind of electric shock. Huh. Okay. Huh. And uh, the Walter Reed Army uh, Institution of Research has been heavily into huh. this stuff. And, of course, then we got this little thing here that says, uh, that's in this one, along with this one document, it says conspiracy theories. Numerous individuals might be suffering from auditory hallucination or delusional disorders or mental illness have alleged that the government HS forms of mind control technology based on microwave signals and transmit sound and thoughts into people's heads in a form of electronic harassment, referring to the technologies as be as voice to skull or V2K. The extensiveness of online support networks and numerous websites maintained by people fearing mind control, California psychiatrist Alan uh, Ducker has identified evidence of delusional disorder on many of these various websites and Psychiatrists are divided over whether such sites reinforce mental troubles or an act of group social support. Now, I've actually emailed um, Alan many times, uh, letting him know that what he's telling people is very wrong. Uh I've never got a response to him. But it goes on to say psychologists have identified many examples of people reporting mind control experiences and they even have a term for it, M-C-E-S, on self-published website pages and highly likely to be influenced by delusional beliefs. Common themes include bad guys using psychotronic and microwave frequency mentioned in CIA's MK Ultra subject and frequent sightings of scientific paper entitled Human Auditory System Response to Modulated Electromagnetics. guys, if you want to speak, you're going to have to push a button. I'm sorry, I normally don't have to do that, but that's the only way I know how to mute those guys. That's fine. Oh, that was you, Kyle? <laughs> Bless his All heart. Right. So everybody start yelling at Kyle. You're very welcome to. <laughs> everybody Hi, get Kyle. 10 minutes to no. yell at him. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Not our Kyle. Remember that little guy? What little? He's tall. But, uh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I find all this very interesting going through this information. So I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, 
next week I want to do some more research and share it with you if I can get it put together. But there's an actual study that went on on the Internet, and what they say is all the people talking about these different conspiracy theories, even ones that, that, they, that we know have been proven true uh-huh. by the release of documents, they're still trying to claim that that's Internet delusional. Yep. And here's something that's very interesting. They're going to try to make a diagnosis for people who believe conspiracy theories on the Internet. That's another very important <laughs> thing that we need to bring to the public. Yeah, I'm sure they're ramping that up because what we're doing is is um, proving mm-hmm. that it's true. They're going to ramp mm-hmm. the other side up. Mm-hmm. Carrie, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. All right. Okay, there's mm-hmm. an echo. Yeah, somebody has an echo. If you guys are Sorry? using a, a cell phone or if you guys are listening on the computer and you have a microphone hooked up, if you could just turn the microphone off when you're not talking. Hey, what's up? How's hey, it going, Carrie. Kevin? Yeah. Hi, um... You were just saying that they are going to try to make a diagnosis. Who is they? The psychiatry board. The board for psychiatry. The uh, American or? Yeah. Uh And you were reading from an article. Uh, What was that? I missed the the call. Oh, I'm actually, I'm reading from uh, a, a document about uh, microwave auditory effect right now. And what's weird is it says that this device is real, and in the same article they're talking about it's a conspiracy theory, which is really strange. Right. No, it's it not. Gets, Most TIs find out about the the TI activism and the groups. It's on the Internet. It's not strange at all. Makes sense to me. Whenever they come oh, out but what today, strange is this? Today is the there doc- was a hearing for with all the intelligence people, and um, I heard bits and pieces. But all through that transcript, it would be found that it's real because they're using the word cyber attacks, exactly. uh, attacks throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But what I, what I find most interesting about this, though, is that this is actually from a paper on microwave auditory effect, and they're saying uh-huh. that it's real. They even named Medusa as one of the devices for it. Uh-huh. But they actually say it's a conspiracy theory on the same piece of paper. So I, I find oh, that no. very comical. That is. It that's, is. That's culpable it deniability. Sounds, that's culpable deniability. It sounds like yeah. It sounds yeah. Information warfare, which causes information warfare. I mean, that's the whole point of that kind of conflicting information is to cause, is to disseminate information, participate in information warfare, and then disseminate it. So they're they're doing what they're accusing the people on the Internet of doing. That's crazy. I know it's very weird. And here's something else I found. Another term that the government's been using for some time, too, about these uh, devices is called electrophonic hearing. So if you guys want to check out some of that stuff, too, which is also referenced, they reference NASA Alan Frey. 
say it what sometimes? But they say what it, uh, is electrophonic effect and microwave auditory effect are actually the same thing, but they're just used two different names for probably for to help with the plausible deniability. You know, <coughs> what uh, seems to be happening is that uh, while ever, we're all involved trying to find out, you know, which particular form of electronic warfare is occurring, um, we're all getting more and more brain damage. And yeah. so brain damage is the bottom line and that has now been clearly stated um, much of this is causing brain damage to people. So are they yeah. trying to keep us from saying the word brain damage? Well, what, one thing is, is that um, they're very bad about if you really do research, they contradict themselves many, many times. But they do do brain damage, and there's now studies out showing recent stuff that's showing that this microwaving of the human brain actually changes the pathways in the brain. And yes. they can show through scans now that the matter of the artificially created pathways actually show up different than a normal pathway. So there is tests now that that once they become more about that TIs can start taking and it's going to show that they're being hit. Hi, uh, hi, uh, Terry, it's Vanetta. I spoke with Patrick at length last night. The name of the MRI that they're doing, it was developed in Netherlands. It's called the DTI. That's the test that shows this, the damage to the brain, the damage to the brain. That's what the test that they use on the um, U.S. Uh, Cuban embassy employees. And he shared okay. that with me last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can forward to you the email. If you that. would, please. Yes. DTI, he just told me last night. I will do that. Okay. So that test what is, is very the, important. What does the acronym stand for? I forgot he told me, but I just wrote down DTI slash MRI. You can contact Patrick and find out what the acronym stands for. You have this email? Uh, no, do you have a phone number? Do you have Patrick's phone number? It stands ah. for Definition Tensor Image. That's it. Okay. That's it. Definition. Do you all image. have Patrick's phone number? Um, who's asking? I'm, uh, I'm not that I'm suspicious. Excuse me. I've had perp calls. Um, sorry. Well, yeah, my name is Juanita. I was connecting with Patrick, uh, I don't know, one day last week. Um. Mm-hmm. How do I go about getting Patrick's phone number or getting my phone number to him? I can get you, I can give your phone number to him. I'd rather, okay. you know, I'm, well, I just, I don't I give out people's have a way. phone Patrick, numbers. Is, is this good? Do you have a way to call Patrick? Do you have a yes, way to call Patrick now and ask him if he could come on the call? Um, yes, I work. do. Yes, okay. I do. I, well, Renita, do you mind doing that? I have found Vanetta. information. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So, I'm I'm gonna okay. hang up and come back in. Okay. 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 So what, okay. What I'll be back. Okay. It uh, says definition tensor image the architecture of the axon of the parallel bundles of their malignant shields facility, which is diffusional of the water molecules along the main direction 
if reapplication, basically what it's saying is it's, it's bouncing off of the cell's water in there. It's quite the imagery. It's a very interesting colored imagery of the brain that it shows. Right, and that's called, I think that's called, that type of imagery is called FMRI, right, which is, I think the F does stand for frequency. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is it, it. it says this is also, they can also do fiber tracking, which will read the same thing. It's very interesting so they can scan on the brain. That's great information for us to have, guys. But see, if we put these things together and we learn more about this, this is really going to help us out so that we can mm-hmm. start getting people tested. Because once you're doing scans like this and they're showing that artificial pathways are being put into people's brains, it's going to be a little hard for uh, them yeah. to just look the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and their and own documents right here, I mean, the one that I just told you about earlier, shows that the Navy and the Department of Defense um, are working on it. And uh, I believe that if we do some more research, we might find that the DOJ is involved in some of these things too. And once we start tying all this together, they'll have a lot to answer for but this is part of the way, the reason why I'm bringing this up today is because we have to start putting this material together to help present it to the public because the more of that we can put together about these weapons and how they're used and how, it, how they're uh, actually targeting us, when we go to senators and congressmen and mayors and, and talk to the police and different people, we can put together a package that they cannot deny. We'll take away their deniable plausibility. For those of us that are being denied medical care, how are we going to be able to get this test? Well, what we'll, what we'll do is we'll have to get to some funding or something somehow. Um, hopefully, once I get my 501c3, we can start getting some funding to put together and get some grants so that we can do things like that. Because it's very easy to get grants for medical research, guys. And once you get that done, a grant's written up right, and you get those grants, then we can just set that up to start getting TIs tested. And I think that well, would be a huge step forward for us. I, I'm, I agree, but I'd appreciate that. The further and further I go, the further and further into brain damage I am going. And, um, yes, I could see the proof. Um, yeah. All of that, and I, you know, just between us, I, you know, wonder if this is why I have been denied medical care. Um, it might be. One thing that you, you might try is take I, a flyer. Is you might take a flyer and mail to your doctor and plant that seed so you can go back. Because there's going to come a point where they can't just push us off anymore. And the more proof we have, the more material we put together, it's going to be harder for them to keep saying this is delusional and stuff. Can I ask you some really personal questions? Yeah. Okay. The reality of where uh, I am is that um, all I pretty much have left is um, credit cards. And 
should I just try to get these tests on those? And I'm, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do, Terry. Well, I understand you're scared, but I can tell you that it, what we all need to do is start working on I'm positive energy. I'm, I'm scared of, you know, using these credit cards and then still not, you know, have any, then not have any money left and not have any results. That's the way I mean scared. Yeah. Well, there'll be help coming, you know, eventually. I, I wouldn't spend all your money because you have to live on. I mean, you could spend tons of money on shielding and everything and wind up broke and be out on the street and you don't want that. But what, well, what that's I'm saying what I is, thought. but keep in mind, too, I don't know how long you've been a victim, but there are people that have been hit with these things for 30 years and they're still around. Well, meaning that they are now getting care or they're... Well, they're, they're not really getting care yet. That's what, that's why our job is to educate the public. We got to... I mean, I even going after the psychiatrists and stuff, too. I just sent some more stuff out to them. But we got to educate people. We keep putting the evidence together. Soon people can't just look the other way. Even the people involved, the more you put together, they're going to get scared eventually, and they're either going to flip sides or they're going to take the consequences. But you guys, you, we really need to all try to stay as positive as we can. I understand there's people out there that are really scared and things gone, but I can't tell you your head clears up. I mean, I'm almost 48 hours now without any tendonitis or anything, and my head's very clear. My memory recall's good. Um, my hearing's not coming back. I was hoping it would, but, you know, that's something to look forward to. Yes, Terry, uh, I agree with you, but can I talk to this lady for a minute uh, about her yeah. situation? Okay, um, my name is Sue. What's yours? What is your name? Sue? What is your name? Uh, my name is Juanita. Juanita? Um, uh, well, besides, with an L. besides the credit cards, what is your living situation? Do you have shelter or a car? Um, I'm... Have been with my mother for the last couple of years, which is a, a really uh, horrific situation. It's it's worse than um, B2K, and and I don't have B2K. It's bad, and is that it's a uh, verbally Are abusive. You? So that's all right. Um, and, and, so and then they go, and then they go through the you know uh, cycle of none of it ever happened, which is a pattern in my family in the first place. So it's it's all made it so much worse, uh, unnecessarily worse. Um, okay, but I I'm, give... I'm, I'm trying to go back to the the question of whether you should get those medical tests done on your credit mm-hmm. cards. So I'm trying yeah. to see what your situation is, if it's realistic for you go that direction or are you going to put yourself in a hole deeper where you're more dependent on an abusive situation so what I'm thinking is uh, are you also the same lady who said she had some land in Arizona that's me okay I remember I remember you now Um, yes thank you okay so uh, my recommendation would be and I've been a TI for more than 15 years that I know of, 
is save your money. Uh, um, don't do the medical route just yet. Get yourself a living situation that's manageable first. Then, you know, you can go from there. But as far as, you know, you could get tests done, but if you're desperate right now, I don't think that's a good idea. So that's just my opinion. You would right, thank you, Sue. Yeah. I went to, I'll give you an example. I had neurological problems, I thought, right? I went to four different doctors, tests, you know, look me over, ask me questions. None of the doctors helped me. This is back in 2001 when I had, my hands were shaking, right? And I didn't know about the frequencies at that time. And then uh, I talked to a lady who was a naturopath, and she said, oh, you probably are low in magnesium. And, she, and that was a free call, okay? It was a free call, and I took magnesium, and none of the doctors even, they didn't even ask me, you know, do you take any minerals? Maybe they did, you know, do you take any vitamins or whatever, but I took magnesium. The shaking stopped, and I've been taking ever since. So that's 17 years ago, and... I'm telling you, those four doctors didn't help me at all. They should have known, right? But they didn't. No. Yes, I, uh, I, I take, I put magnesium in my, my bath. Um, uh huh. So yeah, magnesium sulfate, like Epsom salt. But do you take any uh, magnesium tablets or supplements with your food? Um. The calcium supplement has magnesium in it. Okay. You might, yeah, maybe you can double that. You You want to have, I'm just saying as an example of, it also, it helped with anxiety, it helped with nervousness, it helped clear up um, mental function. It's an all-around good thing to have at least 250 milligrams. But I'm not saying that that's what you need, I'm just, telling you my experience with going to medical help for the targeting. And that's my, you know, so well, you got to use the, good judgment. The brain. It was the, as far as medical help or adequate medical help, uh, my experience is is that um, that's not possible and that's not happening mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen yeah. Um, yeah. in yeah. the environment that I'm in. And, um, I am aware of um, supplements and stuff. It's actually a magnesium oil that I use in the bath, and it's just there's just and there's other um, other holistic um, things that I have done. Um, Mm -hmm. What it is that I actually have a doctor um, who specialized in. in actually brain inflammation, and um, if I could get the resources and medical, you know, care or resources that I, all this whole time, um, I could have been, you know, going to a competent human being that would have helped me. And so I'm being denied medical care is what it is. And I have... Yeah. I had an adequate person who also, in her office, also had a 
natural natural path, and uh-huh. so it was very good care. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, that's all I had to. That's all I had to say. So thank. I mean, glad you listened, and uh, do the best you can. You know, that's all we got to do. Hi, it's Vanetta. I'm back. I called Patrick, and I left the email. I, I left the voicemail. He didn't answer, and I sent him an email asking him to join because we need um he we need his help and discuss. I just want to mention real cat. quick. Uh, me and um. Linda, we're talking earlier. I was doing some reading. You know, they, mm-hmm. these artificial pathways get built by the microwaving. But by reading, keeping your mind active and things you do in your daily life, especially that stimulate your brain, your brain adapts and builds pathways. That's part. That may be part of the way that I overcome this technology because I'm constantly reading and doing things and getting about. And to be honest, with all the money that I have spent on shielding and stuff, that's worked far better for me than any amount of money I've spent is just being active, keeping my mind going, doing things. Yeah, that's interesting, Terry. Me too. I notice that when I'm busy running around, I don't get the tinnitus like I do if I'm just sitting here, you know. Um, It's interesting. Me too, Linda. This is Vanetta. I'm working on stuff. Hi, I'm working on TI stuff and um, reading and keeping updated on different things and yeah. running around. Yeah. I don't get to tinnitus when I'm doing that either. I sure don't. Now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah, but when I'm here doing nothing except, you know, Facebook or or whatever um, and, and sitting in the bed where I, I'm sure it's focused somewhere in here, um, that's when I hear it. That's interesting. Yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, positive. The more positive we guys are that we are, guys, it yeah. really can build your energy up and move forward. And uh, yeah. I, I kid you not, I've been very active lately. Uh, I've been going out walking in the park. I've been playing basketball. Um, I've been doing doing a ton of things. And uh, the more active I am, the more I get out, the more I'm reading, the less this technology having an effect on me. Now I don't think I don't think that's why uh why I got the auditory effect. I actually tried a an experiment on my own to uh try to stop this uh salt on my head and so far it's working quite well. Like I said, I'm almost forty eight hours tinnitus, no ring, they have not inflicted any pain on my head, you know, like spikes going down on my head or anything like that. Um and it's been quite pleasurable. The thing is that I noticed, though, I was hoping some of my hearing would come back, and unfortunately maybe it's just permanently damaged. But one of the things that I noticed was after the, especially after the 24-hour mark, my memory recall was really sharp in coming wow. back, guys. That is so cool. Because mm-hmm. it's scary. When, that, when, you, when the memory thing really hits you, it's scary. Mm-hmm. You can't remember just what you did three minutes ago. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, the constant assault on it is what uh, is what really gets it. It's the long term that gets to us. The the short burst that they can do is not so devastating, but the long term. But I really hope this uh, experiment comes out right. And if it if this lasts, at, you know, even for a week straight, 
I'll start. I'll share it with people because even if you can get a week worth of uh, rest out of it, I mean, it's well worth it. And I, not to mention, last night I guess I slept like a baby. My my roommate said she couldn't even wake me up to turn the heater on. So, and that's very unusual for me, guys. We were talking too about the fact that the one frequency that we can that we feel that is just absolutely opposite of what they try to instill in us is love. That frequency sort of cancels them that feeling of being loved, and I, it's just such a contrary frequency in our in our bodies to that which they're, at least for me, you know. I know that that just calms me right down. Yeah. Well, you know, for those of you who are religious, it talks about loving everybody very much in the in the Bible. And I must say, even studies show that love is the most powerful emotion that we have as human beings. It far outweighs anything else. Makes sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. Hi, so Terry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. It's Vanetta again. I'm getting on forwarding forwarding you the email from Patrick. He has three articles and he had links also. All right. Awesome. Okay. Thank you very much. You know, you guys, uh, like I've said many times, my website really is for all, all of us. I mean, it's it's a collaboration of all of us put together. You guys send such great stuff to me. We get some great things going, and I really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, while we're on the subject of overcoming this, um, if you guys can find a way to indulge your mind and get over your fears and stuff, that's actually the point when you really start living. And I I know this may sound stupid, but I've actually got a great deal of relief for forgiving the people behind this because I no longer sweat it. I'm not worried about what they do at all. I I go about my daily life, you know. I wave at them like today, some of them uh, that were trying to intimidate me. You know, I just wave at them. You know, it doesn't matter. You you kind of fill your life with that joy and that love, and everything changes. You know, you get out there and fight back. I mean, that's the most important thing. we got to get people out there fighting back. We want the guys to regain their lives. And, uh, by the way, guys, for any of you that have uh, have friends and families that would call, be interested in calling to get information out for me to talk to, we have a line set up. It's, uh, I can't afford a 1-800 number, so what we have is an Oregon phone number set up. And if you guys have a pen and paper, it's 503-482-4960. And uh, what it does is that phone is set up, and it will, uh, if your friends or family or loved one leaves a, a message on it, has a question or something, would like more information, it actually prints that out for me, so I have a hard copy of it. And uh, Good. somebody will get back to them within... 48 hours at least, and we'll start getting some information or if they want a live call, we'll have somebody call them back that's very knowledgeable about this and start educating. We've got five families so far that have been put back together. Guys, I want to see hundreds. I want to see thousands. I want to see 100,000. Give the number again. Harry, what's that call? Give the number again. Yeah. Yeah. It's 503-482-4960. Six zero. What is and that called, a, Terry? Huh? 
What is it it's called? It's just it's just a hotline for friends and families that we set up so that your friends and families can, if they want to start learning about the crimes against you, they can call up and leave a message and we'll get back to them and start educating them so that they'll know that there's real crimes against you. Um, sometimes talking to a family member can take two or three calls, but once we start projecting them into it, and um, I've even got some other mothers. Uh, my mom has, has actually called and talked to one person. Um, I got another mother that's thinking about joining in. She's a mother of a TI to help. Uh, is willing. Well, I don't know if she's willing yet, but she said she definitely would be in the future. I'm going to try to get my mom much more involved. She's called and talked to a couple people. So we can hopefully we'll have some TI moms calling back and saying, yes, this is what I went through. This is what it took to prove to me. This is why I understand it's real. Very cool. And the group name for the hotline? It's just, it's under my website name. It's called Stop Gang Stalking Crime is what the phone number comes up as. I I don't know why, but I... And I've tried many times. Um, your website, I guess, is blocked to me. Oh. Uh, I've discovered that about a month ago. I think I mentioned it on, when I was on the call about a month ago or so. And I've I tried several times last week, and uh, I get a lot of websites that come up if when I'm researching that um, says they can't be opened. And I used to be able to go on yours, but now I can't. So well, something you can try. I really, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I, I will use the the hotline. Uh, I just need because it's uh, I don't have family that is is been willing to help me, um, but I, there is a licensed therapist who is supposed to be helping me. So would it be okay if um, I um, have her could, educated? Yeah, you can call anybody. You could have your doctors call. That is there for, to educate people, whoever you're working with, psychiatrists, counselors, whoever. Have them call. I just mainly just put friends and families on it because, but, yeah, we can educate any anybody that wants to call and ask questions can call that number. Okay, I have been, you know, attempting to uh, educate her, and um, it's been some successful. But you know, when I'm, um, oh, when my communication skills and everything are are affected, it's it's just difficult to, you know, be the one attempting to educate someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, okay. it's hard too because. Um, like my family, for instance, being I was the one trying to educate them, some of them admitted that was much harder for them to, to get across to them. They said it would have been better if somebody else could have, they could have talked to. And that's one of the reasons why I started this phone line and stuff. Um, because okay. if, we look at, if we look at it this way, if we can get our friends and families around us to start believing, that adds extra support for every TI. As we add support for you, you guys, then it's going to help you guys feel more like fighting back, getting more involved, and doing things. And ultimately, I can honestly tell you every single avenue that I pursue goes back to just one basic thing, and that's educating the public. When I talk to, you know, people at town councils and stuff, you will you got to get the public up so the public knows what the problem is. Senators, you got to get the public up. 
talk to, you know, uh, even officers tell me, you got to get public awareness up for something to be done about this. So all involved, you know, and if you think about it, if a big court case goes through, let's say they do a big uh, lawsuit, right? Well, one of the things I found out is even if they win this big collective lawsuit, most of the public still won't know about it. And more than likely, there's been enough lawsuits and stuff about this already that have either been shut down due to the national security or gag orders put on it that should have revealed all this and brought it to light. But the fact is, none of them really brought anything to light except in the targeted individual community. So we have to change that, and that is the dire need because let's say this this new law, uh, collective lawsuit comes through. The word's skipping my mind, but... Um, so let's say they come through and they win and they beat it down and they get a few articles about it. Really, the people that are going to pay big attention to it is us because the public won't be following it until they know what's really going on and we educate them. And the more people we get educated before this happens, it's just going to benefit us. And one of the things that I know that is very lacking in our community is is support from outside people, non-TIs. We need to get more of that. If I benefit greatly from it. Every targeted person I know of that has friends and families are benefiting great from it. And that's part of what's going to help build our community because we try to support each other. But let's, let's, let's face it, guys. We can support each other all we want, but what really makes us feel good is when that friend says, yes, I believe you, or your mother, or your father, or your brother, or your sister, or your child says, oh, Yes, I believe you. I'm sorry. When T.I. called me up and he says, Terry, you changed my whole world. It means the world to me that my mom now believes me and is now on board, and she's not saying go to a mental institution, but please follow these steps here to see if we can get you some help. You know, change the person's whole world. Terry, uh, this is that I handed out flyers on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. They stole my fourth shipment that I requested from you. I went to the library, downloaded the flyers. And, of course, the person trying to look at it, I didn't care. Went to a copy of service. First person I gave the flyer was the Pope. And I walked down the street, and I handed out, because I stayed on the public sidewalk, and um, I handed out flyers. You know, I walked approximately 10 blocks handing out flyers. I must have handed out about 40 flyers. I felt such a sense of well-being that I had really done something to make my life better. Um, yeah, it makes you yeah. feel good. It brings back your mm-hmm. life. It empowers you. Yeah, and they were, yeah, yeah. And, and, and by the way, I'm, guys, that, I'm working on a new flyer, too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And you know what might be a good <laughs> idea also, Terry, is to send that information directly to the senator's families, especially the ones who ha- are sick or have lost a loved one due to exposure. And I'm thinking Senator John McCain, who is fighting cancer right now. Um, Ted Kennedy died from brain tumor. Um, Senator uh, Ex-Senator John Edwards lost his wife during his, um, or just after his uh, presidential campaign. Now, yeah. these well, are know- possible targeted individuals who are in the government or related to government officials, if they don't listen to T.I.'s own stories, maybe they'd be interested in listening if their own loved ones are sick and possibly targeted by the energy. 
So that's a good idea. Well, you know, John, yeah. McLean, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an actual write-up. I believe it was in Rolling Stones magazine that claims John McLean was a victim of this technology, and it was written long, many years ago. Uh huh. I had and heard Vice, that about. Yeah, yeah. I heard McLean. that too. And Vice President Biden's um, Joe Biden's son died of a brain tumor. Um, uh huh. Yeah. So he's yeah, another one. Yeah, and that seems yeah. to be a common thing. Like George yeah. Norrie's sister. Do you know George Norrie? Yeah, the I host do. of Coast to Coast AM. His sister yeah. also. And sure did. take a look yeah. at take a look at all of the guests who are who are passed away who used to be, you know, guests on Coast to Coast and the kinds of things that they talked about. They've got a whole list of people that uh, died and possibly targeted after being on their show. So oh, if you yeah. want cause well, and effect, yeah, you that, can use that list. Another yeah, list really you good. can look at, the families of the scientists from deadscientists.com, which is at least, when I looked at it a couple of years ago, it was 127 scientists who died unexpectedly or mysteriously due to whatever causes. So um, that's another, you know, you can r- write to those families and see if they would be involved, get involved. Yeah. Well, you know, while you are saying that, it brought to my mind all the people that were involved in um, Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory, the brain invaders, many of those people, um, some died the next day, but also, many of those people have been affected from that story too. So that's 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 great. Yeah. That's awesome. We we need to pursue that. Yes. And we'll give a moment. Can I give an update on at the end of the broadcast on uh, deceased T.I. Elvira Williams? We're trying to make the Broward County Medical Office do a uh, autopsy on her. She was found dead in her son's home. And for the statute requires that someone who was found dead and they be, they're not under physician's care, they died, uh, they're just supposed to do, you can get an autopsy. And that was two weeks ago. So we have an email campaign. I'm assisting with the email campaign um, to flow, uh, just to flood his office. So, Well, why don't you go to forums on my website and post something about that, and uh, we'll see if we can, and uh, I'll tweet out the location of it and everything, and we'll see what type of response we can get moving on that. Where do I post it on your website? On the forums. Forums? I've never been on the forum. Okay, I'll do that um, tonight, because I found out a rumor got started that she had been cremated. I won't say who. I'm not surprised. I love everybody, but, you know, some people oh. ain't there yet. And um, she is not cremated. I'm in contact with her son. She is still. So we're still pursuing. I'll post it on the forum uh, with the information um, where to just send a short email. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for the update. I, I think it's important that we remember everybody that passes away, too. Yeah. Um, Beans, that was brought up. Uh, yeah, in fact, today was on, on Facebook, Eduardo Clone um, had a, a, a memory thing 
like I said when we started out this call, learning about these directed energy weapons and stuff and putting things together and stuff, really, and we need to be scientific about what we go about in many ways and very much like a business. And I'd like all you guys that are here today to really think about this. When somebody comes on a call and they talk about something, please start asking them for documentation where it can be found. And I'm not talking about a written article on another website or somebody's blog or something. I'm talking about concrete stuff that proves what they're saying is right. And I want to say this too, and some people might take this long, but when you guys hear stuff, if they don't have concrete evidence or something to show you that this is really what's going on, Really think twice before you start repeating it and telling people that's what's going on. That is a huge problem in our community. Thank you, and The reason why I bring that up is because just the other day I talked to somebody else that's kind of monitoring the situation and what I'm doing and stuff, and they're like, I keep hearing all this crazy stuff, Terry. How can, how can we help you if we're going to keep getting this conflict of information and people talking about such bizarre stuff out there? Well, the truth is they are going to have a hard time. The truth is is that things keep getting talked about that isn't right, you know, out there. And believe me, there's a lot of things out there that are going on that will fall into place once this crime comes out. Trust me, there's going to be much more. That's why I focus on the directed energy and the game thoughts. Those are both the two things I believe we can prove. The rest of it will fall into place when we win this fight. And believe me, we're going to win this. I have no doubt about it. Absolutely none. But really, there's a lot of things that get said and then they get repeated, and I don't want to mention any names or anything, but I really don't like the phone calls or the emails where somebody says, hey, Terry, I I just can't do anything anymore. I give up. So-and-so says we're just going to die anyways, and it's doomed. I'm sorry. That's it. I just give up. Well, that's BS. Nobody knows it, for one thing. Nobody knows what's going to happen a year from now. Nobody knows what they're going to do after we unentrain our brains. You know, nobody knows that. Not even... I know, but people, people, some people are so twisted in our community that they are at their last legs. They're really frightened and they're really scared, and I understand that. And we need to start developing programs for support and stuff to help these people out till we get there. But the, this doom and gloom stuff doesn't oh. help, and I... I really don't appreciate those calls. You know, I, I answered them and stuff, and I'm not saying it's the person that's calling. What I don't like is the people that are feeding that stuff to, to people because I've talked to people that have been through this, um, what was it, uh, 52 years I think is the longest victim I've uh, talked to that's been in this program that I know of personally. 52 years and they're still kicking. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I talked to a buddy from the buddy list, a guy who's been in the program for 25 years, and he's still, he's very active. He just found us um, yesterday. And also, uh, Renita, can I get your email? I'll forward you the article also. Um, I sent it to, um, oh, Lord, there goes my memory. I just (laughs) sent it to Terry, and I will send it to you also with the link, and it it includes Patrick's um, email address, okay? You still there? You talking about Terry? Uh, someone named on the call asked for his email address, Patrick's email. Oh. Because Patrick has, I mean, um, Terry has it now because I just sent it about five minutes ago. Okay. Yeah, and something I'd like to point uh, out. The Hello? Person that's, 
the person that's sitting with me right now has been a victim of this crime for 26 years. I wanted to discuss a little bit about what you just said, Terry. Um, I found Saturday night's call horribly, horribly disturbing because Patrick was offering us um, valid, solid information, and he kept he kept asking, "Why am I being attacked? Why am I being attacked for offering this?" And that is, his assessment was correct. It was an attack, and it was it was a horrible, horrible phone call. I mean, I did hang up, but it was utterly. I mean, it was so cruel. So cruel. Okay, are we talking about Inca Rose? Are we talking about Inca I'm talking about the Saturday night call. He's talking about Patrick Clary. I'm aware of that. I was on the phone with him three hours last night recovering from that phone call. He is very upset. Thank you for speaking up. What I'm saying saying is I'm agreeing with Terry that that what was down Saturday night, and that is the worst I've I've heard it on any call. I mean, of course it's there. I've talked to Frank about this. I've talked in, uh-huh. in depth about what is going on at, in, based on what Terry is saying. Um, I've seen it from the beginning. But that really, I actually think that the pain and suffering I have been experiencing the last few uh-huh. days was based on all of hearing that horrible, I mean, it was like gangster. May I ask your name? Excuse me. Can I ask your name? I'm going to email Patrick this right now because he's very upset. What's your name? My my name is the same name I gave while ago, which is Lanita, L-A, capital N, I-T-A. Wait a minute, hold on. L-A, capital N. I, I had to get a pen, Lanita. L A, capital N. Hello. I T A. I T A. Okay. What's your email? I don't email, so. Okay. All right. I I try not to communicate through email because I don't know if you know my history. I one of the histories is if I start connections on the computer or something like that that can get cut off which and so I've just learned it's best for me not to set up connections via email. I'm curious because thank you. I I was on that call for I don't know like 10 minutes but I that's because I'm not really on these big calls any, anymore not much uh-huh. really. So I'm not sure who was arguing about who or what, um, but I did notice that there was an uptick in negativity in the community recently in the last few weeks, uh-huh. and I'm going to just assume that they've increased the frequencies on the TIs so that they uh-huh. will argue, and that is yeah. one of their programs. You know, you can't take it personally. So. Uh-huh. Whatever the argument, whoever it was involved, um, just remember that they will use people like just to make it hard for us to feel support. 
It wasn't arguing. It was exactly it what was. my Patrick tested. Patrick was a correct in his assessment. Well, yeah, okay, but that's the same idea. I mean, um, arguing. It, it was it was deliberate, is what I'm saying. It was not arguing. It was deliberate. And that deliberate is for those of us who know and understand gang stalking, know when it is orchestrated and deliberate. And that was orchestrated and deliberate. I'm going to email now. Well, Thank you, Renetta. It, it could anyway. be. I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I'm just telling you, in general, after being on the call for four and a half years, that there it, is a it, pattern. They can get ugly. They can, yeah. yeah. Well, and they do that. They do that by increasing the targeting on certain people in order well, to that, that generate that dynamic. We also got to think about this too. There's a lot of things people that come on the calls that create a lot of problems and stuff. And personally, I usually get on the calls I, every once in a while I do my spiel about activism and I get off because there is, and I'm just going to say this straight out, I do not think the call, some of the calls are very healthy because when you sit and talk about all the negativity and the targeting mm-hmm. and you get into it and then people start fighting and stuff, it really affects people. It brings me down and I'm probably the most uplifting person I've ever met. <laughs> but you sit there and well, you listen you to say. that stuff. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't go through that all the time myself. So I don't spend as much time on the calls when you listen to that. But if there's a positive call that's really going forward, you'll notice that I will sit clear through the whole positive part of the call if I'm there. And and we really should be thinking about if, if things are getting are going bad or something. Mention to the moderators. Say, hey, but the more positive we build these things, the better off we come out of the end, guys. I mean, I can honestly tell you that in a month, I probably get uh, at least 20 or more people that talk about one call or another or how negative their day went or how they were on a call and their next day was horrible. I mean, that affects us. We we really got to start thinking about this. Is it worth it? With, and what does this, I mean, I understand people got to talk about their targeting and they want to get that off their chest. That's why I recommend everybody get four people that you can call and talk to on a regular basis. But on the calls, what we say on the call affects everybody on that call. And if the calls were more uplifting and positive and about activism and moving forward and stuff like that and sharing information, I think they could be much more positive, put to use, and it would help us go forward much quicker. And, and that's, well, that's just my personal saying, it, That's why I was saying that it was orchestrated and deliberate because on the call, I call, I think it might have been Frank's call. I don't know if it was Frank's or Mike call, Mike's call. The um, previous week, Patrick had mentioned that, um, or didn't mention, he let us know but, uh, that and, you know, he had, oh, go ahead. can you hear me? He had found um, someone who, he suspected someone was imitating him, and he had brought that up, and uh, Linda was there too, mm-hmm. and he had asked if any of us hear that um, to let Linda know or hear somebody who was pretending to be him. And and that that was probably, I don't know, I don't even remember. Do you remember what call it was, Linda? But anyway, um, so then this happened on Saturday, and the Saturday call and he he was directly being 
targeted, and I took it as that was a follow-up from his request just a few days before. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know we don't want to mention names, but I don't... The only people I, I recall, the only people that I know that were willing to do that, I recall an issue between Huggy Bear and Patrick, and that went back and forth a little bit on Saturday night, and I'm not sure if it was Brian too, but but somebody did discount Patrick. I guess I didn't hit either one of the names anyway. Um, when Brian too gets started on this with a negative bend, I I hang up. I just thought I'd add that. I can't do that anymore. And, and I've hung up on a lot of calls that what happens, and we all know this is what, because one of the parts of the programming for many of us is the isolation. Yeah. And when you're actively, actively working to come out of that, mm-hmm. to, 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 quote, hang up is then being forced to disconnect from the very community you're trying to work within and help each other. So... It's just how that whole dynamic goes down, and it's a, it's just that double-bind thing of, you know, okay, well, hanging up, which I do. Hanging up means, okay, I've just now cut myself off of, you know, some help that is out there. So that's what I'm saying, and it did. It, it was very – it wasn't the – the names that you mentioned wasn't what was going down Saturday night. I mean, Saturday night, he Patrick was taking care of himself very well, and he asked the direct question of why are you attacking me? And it um, it was that whole pretend thing, like, well, that's not happening, and you're misreading it, and blah 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 blah. And and I found it all grossly, grossly gangstockish and hideous. Again, uh, you're missing the point that he was being targeted, but what happens to TIs is they confuse the issues with one another when usually it's outside of, you know, our expertise. We don't have satellites and radar directed at one another. They, their enemies do. And I, so I'm, not missing want, a, I'm not missing, Sue, I'm not missing a point. I'm relaying what I experienced as so disturbing. Patrick did too. He had mentioned it in a phone call a few days before. He actually engaged in direct communications with people, which is very, very healthy. And he asked very directly, um, very well, good, great communication skills, why are why am I being targeted right now? And then the mind game went down of putting it off on him and he had done nothing. That's that's what I'm relaying to. Okay, Is that I got Inca you. Rose I got you. Were talking about? I got you. Yeah. Thank Is you for clarifying. Yes. Hi yes. Kyle. Hey. I finally got on to me hour vlogging this call. <laughs> Um, is that Inca Road y'all talking about? That Patrick? I think so. Because I don't know, I don't know of another Patrick that was on there Saturday night. Okay. And the one that shared with the one that shared with us who who was interested in you know 
good information. The one who had shared with us the previous week about the Directed Energy Professional Society website. Oh, that is Andy Rose. Yeah, he said that he on some calls he is treated very poorly. And I know on my late night call he's not. He's, he's allowed to come on and give whatever information he wants. But he is, he said something about that. That he's been treated very badly on some calls. Oh, yeah. He has very good information. Yeah, he usually has he usually has really good information, yeah, and he's usually very level headed. He he must have just gotten you know over the top targeting lately. That's mm-hmm. pushing him. And, and he was level headed in the Saturday phone call, as as I'm saying clearly, he handled it very well with very clear yeah. communication yeah. skills. Yeah, what in what ensued was the disturbing factor because it was obvious. It was obvious that he was being attacked. And I'm not, mm-hmm. when I'm using the word attacked, I'm not saying the word attacked with um, energy weapons. I'm saying verbally attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, no, I mean, I've heard. Over the last few weeks, you know, a lot of sort of escalating uh, different. I mean, not not with Patrick, with other people. Yeah, um, well, Sumayan, and, and for your statement earlier, there are quite a few people that are reporting that uh, their symptoms or targeting, whatever you would like to call it, is on a rise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes in waves, guys. I noticed, yeah, it, though, that... They like to hit during the holidays. So as you guys know, tomorrow's a holiday. Mm-hmm. And as normal, there's an influx of people saying that they're having a harder time. Yeah. Now, part of that might be coordination because people coordinate happy with holidays and they should be better spirits. But I honestly do believe that they do start just before a holiday. They ramp up the targeting to probably create more problems to make you more distance from your friends and your family and things like that. Well, also, uh, Terry, um, we've been, Julia and I have been talking about how they have this satanic calendar of their own little holidays regarding sacrifice and torture and stuff. And Valentine's Day is one of them, although they have a different name for it. It also happens to be Ash Wednesday. And so they have some kind of thing lined up against Christian holidays do their own thing. And so if you notice it get worse tonight or tomorrow, it might be because of that too. Yeah, well, I, have no, I, I don't want to bring anybody down, but I, I would like to say that I would expect things to do it. I mean, I've noticed over the time that during the holidays, especially Christmas, New Year's and stuff, they really like to ramp things up, guys. And so I think the best thing to do is do some things that make you happy, bring your spirits up. I mean, kind of like prepare mentally for a good shield for it. Hey, you know, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not trying to cut the, cut your particular conversation off. But something just, I just realized something. Well, I, I didn't just realize it, but... um. I, you know, I, um, when I'm noticing, I think I'm noticing this, that 
if uh, a city official or say somebody who wants to kind of investigate um, some of my complaints, right? And most of my complaints about are about these drones. Uh, and I noticed that um, chemtrails are sprayed first before before the people come out. And then when they come out, there's not you can't see them because the control controls are there. Chemtrails is covering the sky is white now, not um, the normal sky at night. You know, it's a white sky. So then the drones now have a place to hide and people can't see them. Even if there are, yeah. even if there, are like a, there might be police helicopters coming to see what's there. Other people are seeing helicopters to see what's there. They can't see them. And? Huh? What'd you say? So my, is. <laughs> my question is, what what would you do in a situation like that? What would how would you, um, I mean, because how can you say, well, you know, they're spraying chemtrails before people come out here to at least investigate? You know, how would you address the chemtrails spraying um, before some? I mean, you know what I mean? It's kind of weird that. Uh, I would know when I would not know when people might decide they want to come here and look, right? Because this my situation is very I don't know if it's considered very unusual, but it it's drones that people think are stars. And they're not stars and I've had to show that they're not stars by doing uh, using my zoom zoom camera. So now they kinda know that they these things are not stars, so they want to know what the hell they are too, I think because uh, the area that I live in is a restricted, highly restricted area. So it's like, what what's up there then if, if they're not stars? What the hell is that? So, but I think if they know somebody, find out somebody might be coming to investigate, they actually send the flames to destroy the skies. So how would you, would you bring that up when you're talking to people that might be, might want to come and view these things? How, how would you address that? Best to come on a clear evening, check the weather um, first. Um, but you know, it's not the weather, it's the, it's let's, the plane. I, I, under, I, under, I understand what you said. I'm, I'm answering your question. Perhaps discuss with the person you want to come out that it's best that we coordinate um, in a way that it would be a, quote, clear night or something like that. That way they could look um, at a weather application or something like that, determine it's a clear night. You who will have looked to determine it's a clear night, you both agree on a, quote, clear night. So if the person then gets there and it's no longer a clear night, then you all have another thing to discuss. Right, okay. That's my recommendation. You know, sometimes I don't even know that they're coming out, but but they've come out. One person came out, didn't see anything. I found out later that that person came out, but didn't come out. Recommend again to to because you've had that experience in the past. The next person that you contact, um, ask that um, you coordinate 
the the time when y'all are go, when they're going to come out and coordinate a clear night based on the cloak you know weather, and that okay. way you know it's at least direct communication going on before you get in you know have to go through it again. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Hon. Sorry, I didn't want to start the conversation about the um, holidays. I've experienced that too, though. Well, what happened Saturday wasn't a it wasn't a holiday, and it actually um, it 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 was uh, not only disturbing to me; it was disturbing to sound like Renata said something, Renita said something earlier, and then as well as as Patrick. So. It's just, it's in my opinion, and assessment, a big word. It is actual gang stalking that is occurring on the calls. Uh-huh. And I say that because, again, he had brought, Patrick had brought it up. One offered very legitimate information. The discussion that was going down was based upon um, the need for legitimate information for people to take to a um, action that they were going to do, um, and he, you know, he already thought he was being attacked um, prior and had had brought that up with us on another phone call. So to actually watch it go down, then about two or three days later. And it, it, I found it disturbing because, I mean, I believe Patrick when he, he said it, uh, that somebody was pretending, he, he suspected somebody was pretending to be him. And then... Yeah, I remember that. I remember later, he said that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then two or three days later, there was a uh, an interaction where he was, you know, it were it was... Uh, two people, so not just one, was two people engaged in verbally uh, suppressing his information. Really? Oh, you know what? You know what? I, I was on the line too. That was a couple of days ago, two days ago. I think I, I think it was a Saturday night call. Yeah, I remember that call, and I thought it was pretty weird. I really thought it was kind of weird that they were responding oh. like that, because I I didn't I really didn't see anything that he had done wrong. I couldn't understand he hadn't, it, you know. He hadn't done anything wrong. He handled himself very well through it, and then it, it kept going. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Oh, I wonder, hmm. They so you console think- him, or did they actually, was it like an argument about uh, theories about what's going on, or, or it was just insults? I can only give second person what he told me. This is Vanetta. The one woman just basically tell, told him she didn't care to ask about Cuban, the Cuban U.S. Oh, really? And one guy kept singing over him and the whole time was talking. He, he made a point of singing and the moderator did not interrupt, just singing over him. And I'm sure, as always, Patrick has very good information. 
Um, Like I said, I can't, I wish he would come on this call because he was very upset when I spoke to him Monday night. Okay, and I was on the phone with him. I'm just going to be honest. I was on the phone with Patrick for three and a half hours. He was very upset because he felt, and I agree, and I even believe it more fervently now. Um, Did you try to call be, Patrick to see if he I, I called him and I emailed him, okay? And I told him, and I believe that he is being stalked on this call because this is not the first time he's talk, told me about these incidents, you know, and it seems like certain people I picked out. I stopped going, like Terry, I, I agree with Terry, I stopped going on certain calls and I only stay on because they get so unhealthy. People are attacking each other. Uh, uh, people, and you try to break up the fight, you get attacked, you know, and after I break up a fight, I just get off the call because I'm not going to end up screaming and cursing. But some of this stuff does look like it's planned, and I think it's playing game stalking because I'm aware of what Patrick told me. He was very precise. And he talked it over with me about how this is the repeated pattern. And I agree with Lanita and the other lady. This is gang stalking on the and I'm aware they're on the call. I'm aware. You know, but they're getting more overt with their behavior. You know, so they're really blocking the information that Terry is talking about today. Patrick has that information Saturday night. People yes, could have been informed. That is correct. Okay. And, and the I've, purpose of the information was on topic. So that yes. Thank um, you. the topic was about going to doing a action and going to a seminar with mm-hmm. the former head of the NSA. So mm-hmm. Patrick was bringing up uh, very, very valid information, which he has shared with us before, which has been very helpful. And because the person who was uh, one of the people who was doing the action wanted that information. It was even brought up in the call then about um, one of the organizers bringing up that they didn't want to get into issues of Satanism or anything like that, and they wanted to stay on target, or excuse my language, they wanted to stay on message since the action, the questions they were going to ask was going to be with the former NSA person who would know the very definition and scope of electronic warfare. And Patrick was offering great, you know, uh, resources and to help that man in his, his organizing this action. So it, it, thank you, Renetta, it, uh, for validating that for me. I found it, as I said, very disturbing because I, I was able to and see um, and feel feel the, the the deliberateness of it, the orchestration of it, the um, the gang aspect of it. So, mm-hmm. yep. Well, well I, I mean, why mm-hmm. why why single just him out if they're gang stalkers and weird targets? Why are they just not doing all of this like that? I don't understand. Well, it depends on each person's targeting. I can answer that as different. They design what is specially for you, what will get to you. So the, my experience with each person's targeting is different. Me, I'm a fuss budget, you know. And at one point, I stopped. 
and just tell them, look, either you shut up or I'm going to get up. But they know that this upsets Patrick because he values being able, and I hate to say this on the call, but I'm going to say he values being able to give good, solid information. Don't talk about demonology. Don't talk about all this other wild stuff. Good, solid, scientific, thorough information to the TI community so we can educate ourselves and we can defend ourselves. And he values that. And the type of stalking going on in his life, they followed him to the call. Is that clear? Yeah. It's clear. Okay. Yeah, okay. Very much so. That was okay. Very I don't mean to sound like that, but if you, you know, I, you know, obviously I'm upset, you know, about how he was treated, you know, yeah. because he's, you know, I, I just wish I, that's one of the time I don't go on the calls all the time because of that. But I'm glad I wasn't on that call because it would have got ugly. It would have, you know, because they chased the good people away. I understand the gang stalking tactics. They chased the good people away. You know, they chased the so people there, that's going to help us. Is there anybody away. there defending him, like defending Patrick? Because, like, if I would have been on the call with, you know, kind of, yeah, like you're saying, stepped in and said something, there had to have been somebody with him, you know, saying, hey, guys, you know, stop, stop insulting him. You know I don't know Kyle talked to Patrick. I don't know, and he's not answering this phone. And he has not responded to my email. I'm sending him another email as we talk. Let me calm I'll down. I'll send him an email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please well, do, Kyle. Okay. You guys, with all this going on, then why don't you guys send Patrick a thing and support him? We should bring up the people in the community that are working to help us out and get information out there. Uh-huh. When they have bad days and stuff, we should be supporting those people. We should be bringing them back up, letting them know that there are people out there, you know. It's like when I got sick, I, I couldn't believe how many emails and stuff and that I got. It was it was overwhelming. It was great to know that there's this, that support out there, and I think we should do that for everybody. Well, you could just give it some time because he may not check his email all day long or he might not even check it once a week. Just give it a little time. Maybe he'll find us. Rodnita, I appreciate you taking the time to send him the the email. Oh, I'm um, typing as we speak. <laughs> I'm a slow typer. <laughs> okay. You're for you. Hey, you know, because he loves doing that, and that's the one thing he loves because he's housebound, and you know, and they know that the gang stock has created a special hell for each and every one of us. They're coming up off of me because I'm getting active, I'm getting out there, and I'm fixing to go to Terry's and post their stuff on the forums. So they're going to get off of me. But he's sort of in a very um, um, entrapped situation. So that is the one way he can reach out. And I hate to tell people's business, but I'm just being honest. Because I have you no shame in my game. You know, mm-hmm. I don't but you know, it's, it's women, are different, women are different. Women are different. We don't, you know. Because he had brought it up to the community in the call uh-huh. before, I really took heed to that. And, um, yes, most of us know our personality traits that got us into the specific targeting that um, we've been. And my my tendency, because he had requested some community support and was just so coherent and communicative, about it and direct about it and everything. My tendency would would be somebody mm-hmm. to, you know, follow through and go, 
wait, 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 what's going on here? And you could tell those, those dynamics Saturday night. That was what was so fascinating about it and horrific at the same time because those dynamics Saturday night were set up for those of us who would come behind and go, excuse me, um, Patrick's offering valid information, blah, 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 blah. Dynamics were already set up to cut us off before we spoke. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that's what he said too. That's the same part of the conversation I had had Patrick prior. Was that what do you want? I even asked a question to him on that on that other call uh, a few days before the Saturday call. I'd ask him, "What do you want us to do if we, you know, hear someone imitating you?" Which was his concern then, and he had answered directly and said he wanted us to um, bring it to Linda's attention. And and I had even asked him then, you know, do you want us to say something at the time? So to see the dynamic set up that way Saturday based on his request, based on questions that were going down in the phone call beforehand, just to see they had set up the dynamic for you, me, the ones of us who would speak up mm-hmm. for a community or were cut off before we could even, you know, speak up. Yeah. Thank you. I needed to. T- I needed to get that off my chest because I do. Pretty, it was pretty. I was shocked. It was pretty hostile. It really was. Hmm. Hostile. It was pretty hostile. Yeah. It was. Well, I don't know. I just, so Marcus was involved in it because that. Uh, if Marcus was involved, um, he drinks a lot, so he was trying well, to no, sing over a, Patrick. It was a woman. It seemed like it was a woman okay. going after him, right? Am I right or am I wrong? It seemed like it was a woman. Oh, it was a woman, woman also. It was, it was a male and a female. It was a combination male and female, yeah. Right, it, and it was a double team. And it was, mm-hmm. again, my strong assessment is is it was orchestrated, and it was orchestrated based off of the conversation that Patrick and me and some other people were having on a phone call two or three nights before that. So they, that is literal stalking. They stalked the conversation before. They came in and set up the dynamic Saturday night while a conversation about us uh, on topic about doing a seminar to be able to ask valid questions of an ex-NSA director. Right. That's you know. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, guys, this is kind of something I mentioned, and I'd like you guys to think about it. Remember I told you guys before that I keep a notebook and I write down people to get in and interrupt calls and create mischief and stuff? I really think it's good that we all do this because once you learn the patterns of what goes on, we could help put an end to some of this stuff because there are people that I'm just glad don't show up to my calls Um but I notice the the same people that are in my book all the time are constantly on different calls, creating problems constantly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if we get moderators, to, other moderators, to watch this stuff and stuff, we can start eliminating these people from coming on the calls. Now, grant you, there's a couple of them that I really do believe that are bent out of shape, and they could actually use some help in some different areas, you know, to put things back together. And I think it's very important that we recognize that, and I don't think we should give up on those people. But there are others that are just 
strictly there to create problems. And, you know, with that being said, if we work together collectively, you know, like even if you guys got to get off a call and say, hey, we just don't want to do this, the moderators will start noticing. And it's not that you guys are trying to create problems or anything. It's that you're trying to better the community. And let's face it, we are brothers and sisters in this fight, and we need everybody's well-being. And when you bring down somebody like Patrick or, you know, try to bring down Linda or me or El, or anybody that's doing things to Maya, just, I'm just mentioning names here, uh, Kyle, you know, those type of people, when people go after them, that hurts very much. You know, it's the same with anybody else that comes on the calls that are doing positive things. It is very, very important that we support these people and we kind of brush off the people that are creating the problems because what their job is is to cut down our productivity and stop us from being organized, to stop us from being productive. Their, their job is meant to orchestrate the call so that it always goes towards the negative side. And you'll notice that if you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Okay, I'm happy now that everybody. We- <laughs> I'm taking a deep breath. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Because you know we all need each other, and um, I've heard it on calls too. And um, this has become a more frequent feature, and maybe it is due to holidays, but and we got to um, really work on it because I'm aware that some things that occurred I thought was gang-stalking. I thought hearing that we need to make a concerted effort, and I don't go on certain calls anymore, or else I only stay on for the early part of the call, then I get off, you know, um, because when things get crazy because of that, because it gets unhealthy. You go on there trying to feel good, and you end up coming off of there, you know, you have to scrape yourself off the walls. Well, and thank you. I really appreciate getting to talk about that. I do feel better. Um, yeah. Um, I do. And, I, and, and Linda, uh, um, if I hear anybody attacking you, if I'm on the call, I'm not going to have it. <laughs> but I usually don't get, you know, you know because uh, it takes a lot to be a moderator. And I do feel some of this behavior after being on calls is being orchestrated because it's going to get revved up because of the holiday and because we are becoming activists and you guys are getting us out there. So they want to, they ain't going to come on, you know, that's why Terry gets the interference because he won't be daunted like that. You know, you can't, he, he won't back down. You know, but they do that kind of stuff to discourage and try to dismantle and defame you guys or callers who have been making um, um, significant contributions to make the community more aware of technology and the politics behind it. And it is so that, you know, now they're messing with my phone. But now, and that is very important. That is very important that we educate ourselves because it ain't no demons, not, it ain't no Anunnaki. And at one time, I thought I was surrounded by Satanists. Thank goodness I got out of that one. And I realized it's just a very evil, evil people, evil, greedy people who are very smart and just decided that they want to do a mind control thing. For whatever reasons, they justify it. It's wrong. And, they're t- and we're lab rats. 
Not anymore, though. Let me correct that, Herbs. We're no longer. We're warriors now. We're targeted warriors. We're survivors. Uh, absolutely. We're survivors. That's what I was just going to say, Kyle. We, I mean, we use victims a lot, but really we are survivors of one of the most horrific crimes that's ever known to mankind. And the reason why I say that is because we absolutely do not know the real scope of this. I mean, we, I, with all the math I've done, there's 1.2 million, but there's a lot of indications that probably is 1% of the population. That would be 3.65, if I remember right, million. That's a lot of victims for one crime for a bunch of rogue people running around in the government and society targeting people and hurting people. And well, that's one of the reasons why yeah. it's our job to educate ourselves and educate the public. Right. You know, I guess I always use these different analogies, but you had 10 dogs and backed the cat out against the, against the wall where the cat couldn't get out. What's going to happen? The cat going to tear all those 10, cats up, 10 dogs up. That cat is going to get out of that, get out of, out of that corner. Those dogs will not be able to keep that cat in that corner because the, the, the desire to, the, you know, that innate desire to uh, to live and fight uh, is going to come out in, in that cat. And I think the dogs are going to be in trouble. So I think this situation pushes most of us, it should push most of us to fight. You know, it's, it's appalling when you think about these criminals. It's appalling that one TI might have 100 perps uh, assigned to them. 100 people, you've taken away a person's ability to de- defend themselves, basically, to where you want to destroy every aspect of this person's life. And then the, the, and the issue is you think you fucking can. You really think you can. And then we're supposed to be running around like chickens with our heads cut off scared. You know, but human human life, human dignity uh, cannot be, you know, trampled on like that. No human being can be trampled on like that because what's inside of us spiritually is going to come out. These people are, are, are criminals, and the people that they're trampling on are just innocent people. So I think that just the appalling fact of having to... to uh, you have 100 people on one TI attacking that TI in every aspect of that TI's life is enough to make you angry and want to get out there and fight and do everything possible to help yourself and other TIs. Yeah, and I think people that's where, that's, where it, that's where it's pushing us. Yeah. It's pushing us to expose them. Well, and that, um, that Cruz... Um, Gosh, the the uh, hearing about Cuba, and then the information that has come out, you know, more and more about that. And Patrick had um, a lot of information, and more articles, and everything. Just getting the um, validation that yes, absolutely, what we are targeted with is to be brain damaged and to be able to have that language now as uh, I'm trying to settle in with that and going, wait, that's what it is. That's the damage. That's the effect and the effect of it all is literal brain damage and that's what we are being targeted with is to be brain damaged. There's something about that 
helps me to be able to stay firm with that language or try to accept that language, then there's a means to find um, medical care and care for brain damage. <laughs> so while we're running around with all kind of different misinformation and, and, and disinformation, if we could stick to the language that they have now determined, and very clearly it is brain damage. Well, the methodology is one thing. The result is another. So yeah. if we could stick to that, then brain damage is a medical issue. Therefore, just like what was being bring brought up in the hearing, these people need medical care for the rest of their life for the brain damage that they suffered. Well, we're in the same exact position as those diplomats and deserve the same care. Thank you. Hey, Kyle, before I go, um, just want to know, uh, so you're not going to do your Thursday calls anymore, or is that just a temporary thing? Um, well, I, I'm going to have to get my other computer fixed, because it took me an hour just to log in, and my mic and headphones or my attackers can just freeze it up and freeze that function up so that it makes me sound like duh, 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 and other people sound like that. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna to have to get my newer computer fixed. Kyle, so are you talking on a cell phone? Hmm? Are you talking on a cell phone? No, I'm on a, a headset. For a computer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my computer is really old. My attackers can just hack it so badly. I mean they can hack it way worse than the um than my new computer. They won't start up. You know, yeah. it took me an hour to log in. They just freeze something up, and then I got to restart the computer um, and then my headset. What software do you have on the computer you're using now? Uh, well, it's, it's Windows Vista or Windows XP. Oh, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You need 7 or above to work with the communication through the Internet for for the voice modulating. Yeah, so, Microsoft uh, don't support Windows uh, XP or Vista anymore, and they are so prone to hackers. Uh, and it doesn't even necessarily, in this case, yeah. it doesn't so have you, to be nobody gang-stalking you. Everybody yeah. is hacking into that. That's what mm -hmm. I'm just going to say. So what, I, what you should do no, is upgrade, hackers, to, definitely. Well, you should upgrade <laughs> definitely. to Windows 7 or 10, and you'll, I guarantee you'll modulate. But what I'm talking about, Kyle, is the software has been cut off, so it's not up to date to work with the modulation through the Internet that's been updated. So that's part of your problem. It that's does, part though. of the problem, Terry, but, but he, what he's saying is probably true also, that they're well, trying to keep him off the of calls. Well, that yeah, might be it. I have a computer yeah. here, and if I got online with it right now and talked to it, it'd, it'd have a problem. But like this computer, if I talked to this computer, it would be fine. But the other computer sounds just like Kyle when I tested it. And it's because the software isn't up to date to be current with what's on the internet. Yeah. Well I need to get that, that newer computer fixed and then then I can do them but you know, Ryan doesn't seem to mind doing those late night calls, so Oh yeah. And I mean I kinda need to take a break. Okay. Yeah, so it was it's something that happened that like I need to get fixed also, you know, yeah. when it happened I was like, Yeah, I kinda I need to take a break anyway. I know. 
Yeah, like uh, I've been I've been holding off. I I didn't buy a smartphone yet, and I don't want to. But this little flip phone started cracking in half, and I have it taped back together for this call. But I was like, is this really a sign I got to upgrade, or is this like just give it up? You know. <laughs> and uh, I went to I looked at Walmart at, at the different phones, and I still didn't want to buy a smartphone. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hack into them quick. I mean, I, I started using um, a tablet that my mom gave me. I started using it like two weeks ago. Three days into me using it, they were cooking it, like cooking the battery in it. And then I found this awesome thing. It's like you can find any comic book on there and read any comic book on the Internet. And immediately they started freezing up the pages on the tablet. Mm-hmm. So that I, it, I mean, just messing with it. It's like how fast they can get into these things is is yeah. just amazing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So is it really it, worth it? You know. <laughs> yeah. Mario. Yeah. If you if you're gonna get rid of your flip phone and you want to go to the next grade up, if you remember, uh, right after the flip phones, they met, they made the smaller flat phones, and yeah. you can still buy those, especially through some of the. Uh, Secondhand companies, they still sell anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks. They are actually still very good phones. They're not a flip phone no longer, but they're very hard to hack with the way they're built. What you know, it doesn't have all the modern stuff for it. Well, like what's the one the... I'm holding in my hand is an is an old LG, you know. Okay. But Motorola built some too that were just the old little ones that, you know, kind of fit inside your hand. Yeah. They're smaller. You'll notice them. Now, those are really good. Um, I have actually thought about uh, having this one phone that I got here turned back on just for the fact that I use it to talk to different family and stuff because my new phone, they mess with it all the time and disconnect me. And Mm -hmm. sometimes 20, 30 times a day when I'm sitting at home, they'll disconnect me. But the little phone is is still very solid. So if you want to go to that, it'll still be very safe. Yeah, that that's all I need. It's just something simple, but I'm not ready. I don't know. It's just another thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to disconnect from all this uh, technology. Well, one thing, well, you guys, I don't know about you guys, but if you guys got Wi-Fi turned on your phone, turn it off. Keep it off unless you really absolutely need it for date or yeah. something. Don't yeah, run turn around off with the it Bluetooth. on. Turn off the Bluetooth also. Make sure. Absolutely. And if you guys, if you guys go back, I shared some videos with you in my previous uh, newsletters. That kid that runs the channel about cell phones, I'm telling you, he's got a lot of stuff in there. He shows you programs to take out of your phone that will help them from taking over your phone. And the lady at the phone company, when I went out and talked to her, she told me to reset my phone every six months at least, even if you're not having problems or being targeted. And she's gone through my information, and she knows about targeting. She believes she's got somebody that is. But I tell you what, I started resetting my phone. I just moved the pictures and stuff to a SIM card. I reset it. I'm telling you what, guys, your phone will be so much nicer for you if you reset it every once in a while, especially with some of this weird stuff that they seem. I don't know how they get it on there, but they do. All you have to do is really pull the battery for a few minutes and put it back in. Hello? Right, Terry? 
Yeah, that can help out. But what I do is to reset it. Is all your modern phones now have a, re, a factory reset on them? Oh, so okay. It it takes a little bit. So what you do is you just move your pictures and stuff over your SIM card if you got a big enough one, or you know, upload them real quick. Get your factory reset. It'll take a little bit. It'll read down your programs, and your phone will run like it's brand new again. And it usually does for several months, and then whatever they by the time they get back into it and cause the problem. Okay, but, yeah, on good. the older phones, like you're talking about, like the one I was telling you about, Samaya, all you got to do is take the battery out of it, let it mm-hmm. sit for about five minutes, put it back in, and they're all clear yeah. if they have any problems. Yeah. Right. Well. Thanks, Jerry. Someone's trying to say hi. Can anyone else hey, hear hey. Yeah, hello. Hi. Is Kyle? Kyle, are you there? Hey, Kyle, you know, there's a lot of um, good refurbished laptops on eBay pretty cheap. I don't know if you're looking into that. I appreciate it. I mean, I've got one that has Windows 10 on it, um, and it's a newer computer from, like, 2013 or something like that. It just won't start. Like, I've tried everything to try and get it to start up. It'll start up in safe mode. So I've just got to either, you know, find some way to to get it to start up or bring it to Best Buy. So I have a nice computer that, that works. They can hack into it a little bit, and my, my speaker, you know, my headset works really good with it. So I'm just, it's hard for me to get anything done. You know, I'm, I'm making videos, and I, my, my family came to town. I just haven't had time or money uh, to go and get it fixed. But it, should, it shouldn't cost that much. Hey, Kyle, you know? if you can get it to boot in safe mode, go into safe mode, go into your settings, and go mm-hmm. into reset and just tell yep. it to totally reset it, and it'll it'll wipe everything and reload it. I've, I've tried all those options, like all the F8 options, okay, you know, well, like restore points. Um, here's, a, here's another option for you. You can take the code off of there, and you can download Windows 10 and put it back in and then just re-enter your code from Windows 10, or you can download Microsoft. Um, deep Mayweather program. You can only get you get it off the internet and put it on uh, CD or DVD if you want. Mm-hmm. But you you uh, you can't keep it because they're constantly updated. So you have to download it each time you use it. But if there's any weird stuff, really weird stuff burnt into it or in the boot up sector of it or any of that, that program will absolutely clear it up. Okay, does it change anything or it just it's kind of like a restore wizard, like it, a repair it, wizard? Yeah, it kind of goes through there. You'll find it. Go under uh, Microsoft Mailyware and for Windows 10, and it does it. There's also a, a complete reset CD you can download too. That'll go in there and reset your Windows. You can make a DVD, and then if you have a problem, that'll just do that for you. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I think I can do it. Like I can re-upload Windows onto it, but I don't have the code and I don't have the CD. So. All right. Yeah. Well, call me sometime and I'll help watch you through it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna try uh, before Thursday. Maybe okay. I can do the Thursday night call. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we we can do we can do reset. I can show you how to clean up your DNS, you know, cache, and you know, it could just be a bunch of cleaning me. But there's also, uh, you know, basically a lot of Windows these days. The software that we wear. I don't mean where that we use 
if we reset them, and I know it's a pain to reset and reload, but it really is important that we do it to help keep our computers clean. It makes their job that much harder. Yeah, yeah, reset and everything. They got, man, they got into my mom's tablet like in two or three days. And we're, I mean, already doing stuff. So it's like, that, you know, you reset it, you may get like a day or two with them not in it. So... I don't know. That's just what I've experienced. They get into my, my computer really, really fast. Well, you Super can always fast. send it to me, too, and I'll redo it for you. Uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try working on it. And if, I mean, if the uh, worst-case scenario, I'll just take it to Best Buy, take it to you know, the whatever, the Nerf Patrol, what are they called? Geek Squad. Geek Squad. Yeah, somebody said... Somebody said though, that those guys like have a deal with uh with somebody's agencies. Yeah, they said it might not be safe. They have a contract with them. Right. Yeah. That I don't know. Uh, I might I might find a smaller computer store. Get it fixed. Hey, Kyle, I'm just I have an HP uh, Elite Book with Windows 7 on it. I mean, if, if if you're interested, it's not that much money. It's it's got a good battery. It's got a good hard drive. It's got Windows 7 on it. I just got to do all the Windows updates. I mean, it's it's a powerful machine, but mm-hmm. it's, it's used. I mean, I mean, it's just it's a 14 inch screen. It runs it runs good, but uh, I'm just saying it's if you want Windows 7. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Windows is Windows 7 better than Windows 10? I, I, Windows 7 I still run good. Windows 7 on my machine. I mean, I won't put Windows 10 on it. I mean, I, I've never used yeah. it, but... People want to avoid yeah. Windows 10, actually. The window, are you saying you can give Kyle this Windows 7? I got... I I mean, if you... Well, well, if you guys, I have a computer available, but I mean, if you just want the, the software disk to install Windows 7, I could... I got that available, too. I mean... Well, well here's... You guys, if you got Windows 10... You don't have to worry about buying Windows 7 and reload it. You can revert any Windows 10 back to 7 if that's what you want. They, Microsoft they had so many complaints that they put that option back in the software. You just got to find really? it. The only problem with Windows 7 is if you do a fresh install, you got to do a lot of up Windows updates, and it takes, like, almost all day to do it, I mean, mm-hmm. at least. Um, I just find want the newer... The newer software is more hack-proof because it works with more antivirus programs. I just find when I'm using newer stuff, like anything, software, hardware, seems that stuff's harder to hack into, which I don't know why because you would think that the newer stuff would be easier to hack into with, with more backdoors built in and everything like that. But my computer from, like, 2005, I mean, they just get in there right away. They freeze it up. You know, it's not even a challenge for them. Uh, the, the, the other one that I have, it's, you know, I find the newer stuff you have, it's harder for them to hack into, which I find really weird. Um, cause I would think it would be the other way around. My experience has been newer uh, computer technologies and software hold up better against this stuff. Seems like there's more safeguards. How, how much are you selling the Elite Notebook for? Uh, I got like, I'll sell for like $60 plus shipping. I mean, it's got a good battery. It's got the original HP power brick. 
Um, it's got a, a new hard drive, uh, 320 gig hard. It's got four gig of RAM. It's got an i5 Intel i5 processor. It's got a nice bright screen, a good color. I mean, it's got a webcam which you can put a piece of tape over. It's got everything. They come with, I mean, you know, it's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, uh, DVD burner. It's small though. It's a 14 inch. It's a metal laptop. It's 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 an elite book. I mean, I bought it at the, I bought it used and I refurbished it. I, I just put in a hard drive in it and I installed the uh, the Windows. I got Windows 7 64 bit. Um, I just got to finish doing the Windows updates to it because that takes takes a while and and, and it needs it'll need you know someone whoever gets it will need to put their internet security on it and whatever other software they want to put on it. Well, that is a very nice price. I don't use it. I mean, I got, uh-huh. you know, a couple of machines, and it's just it's sitting here for somebody you- who could use it. It's a good, powerful, it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's a fast machine, it, but it's small. I like a bigger screen, you know, but um, it's it's good for, for travel and stuff, too. It's got a battery. Last time I checked the battery, held a charge. You know, uh, that's something else that I, you being you said that uh, you know you guys I've been thinking about adding another page to my form because some TIs say they have stuff to sell and back and forth and whatnot and uh, I'm not really into selling products or anything but if you guys want I'll add another page to my website so you guys can post things to sell to other TIs and I don't want it to make money off of it but you know just items you want to get back and forth and get to somebody to use easily, I, I think that could be beneficial to the community to share. Like, I have a few of these cell phones. I could probably put them on there to help out people like, you know, Tamaya and whatnot. I think it's right. a great idea. Okay, I'll try to get that up in the next couple of days then for you guys. Yes, the cell phone that I was provided um, from social services, when you open it up, it says, and turn it on, it says ice on it. So I do need a cell phone. Uh, of course, I didn't activate the one that was provided uh, out of Chicago from social services in Texas. Um, so I could use an old um, cell phone that is reliable and uh, all of that. Well, it might give us another. It might be another good way for people to start using the forms too. I, I'd really like to see people uh, use the forms a little more. And if you guys, that'd be another way for you to communicate. You guys could exchange things, sell back and forth. You know, and uh, interact a little bit more. You know, we really should work together in every capacity we can towards positive things. And keep and, and keep some money. It keeps the money in the community if we bargain yeah. with each other and we buy things from each other and sell things. It keeps it in our community. Yeah, so we'll put, I'll put up a, a, a new thing on the things for sell and trade for GIs to use. And uh, uh, I also want to go back over. Um, Am I, wait, can sell. I jump in here? Tell me if I'm being negative on this one, but I would be a little bit wary of that is couldn't other people like our attackers like sign up and just say, Hey, I'm somebody selling my computer. I guess well, that's being negative. Well, think, about, think about this, Kyle. 
I do a lot of research, and I think you guys all know, I know how to track down anybody that comes to our website, and that's pretty sure the perps know that too. So mm-hmm. I don't think the perps are going to get so involved in forms and things like that because all of that, all that stuff is out there. They know that certain ones of us can collect that information and how to go about it to find them. I mean, if you really want to know how the web works, any website you visit, anywhere you go, if the owner of the website knows how to do it, you can take that information. You can find the exact address somebody's at. So I don't think they want to risk that. You know, I don't think they want to risk that. That's why I found it interesting that I cannot get on to your website in particular, Gary. Yeah, so um, they probably know that you're going there and that doing something. So you're per particular perpetrators. You're not the first person that says they can't get on my website. And some people say they used it for a long time, and then all of a sudden they can't get into it again. And there's yeah, some different I was able, could, when, I, when I first came into the community, I was, you know, when people would recommend their websites, I was going to them, and I was able to get into yours and research information and coordinate what I was doing is, you know, looking at your information with the information that I have and I found your site beneficial. And uh, then all of a sudden in this last month, I can't get on your site. Yeah, you're not the first. Sometimes I can't get on my own website, but <laughs> I, which is kind of strange, you know. I, I can get on it to change things, but sometimes when I go to log through my phone or just try to show somebody something, that's why, I, I don't know about you guys, but if you go to Amazon, if you guys have a more modern phone, they have 256 gigabyte um, SD chips in there. They go on your phone. They're $12.99. I can load my entire website directly onto my phone now and have it there and put the updates on it so I don't even have to access the Internet. So if you guys want to keep documents and stuff to run around and, and organize things on your cell phone, you can do that. And the nice thing about it is is that you can have the information right there readily available if you want to download it and put it on there. You can even download YouTube videos and keep them on your phone to show people so you don't have to worry about having the Internet. Well, I want to take you up on your offer. I would like one of the old cell phones. Uh, I cried when I um, accidentally broke my flip top. So the older, the better, and I trust that uh, what you'll be providing will be secure. Yeah, I, I definitely know I want an older phone. Yeah, the older phones too, guys. But something neat about those too is because you can you got to do a lot more work to manually wipe them, but you can manually wipe the old phones and reload them too, so where they're free and clear. If you guys buy a cell phone off the internet, I suggest you wipe it and do a factory reset on it before you do anything. Punch any information on it, touch it, do anything. Now, when we call the helpline number, Terry, that you gave out, does that um, go through to you? Yes, it goes through to me, and it prints out, it, it prints out a hard copy on my uh, printer when I access it so that I just oh, great. put it right in front of me and do it. So let me give that number out again, you guys. This is the helpline. I originally did it for families and friends, but you guys can have your doctors, your psychiatrists. Anybody that has questions that would like them answered, that's what it's designed for. 
And like I said, I can afford a 1-800 number maybe sometime in the future. So for now, it's just an Oregon-based number. And if you get a pen and pencil, the number is 503-482-4960. And this is kind of in correlation with uh, what Linda and me are working on another project, too, to help out. Uh, are you still there, Linda? Is it a recording, Terry, or is you actually have people like No, I don't actually them? have people answering right now. I'm looking for some more volunteers for my website because I'm expecting to need some more pretty soon. I actually only have a couple right now. But the idea behind it is that we're going to set it up, and uh, if they're really knowledgeable people, I'm going to give them access to, to answer some of them themselves or I'll, I'll forward some of the calls to people that want to get involved. But the idea behind this is to help educate people verbally that want to be. Uh, the biggest thing is really to help families and friends, but if doctors want to call, lawyers, you know, whoever, to learn more about this, they can shoot us a question. And the, one of the reasons why I thought about not doing it as a live is because they can give the answer, and if I don't have the right answer off the top of my head, it gives me time to research it and get the best possible answer I can back to them instead of just trying to say something or something. But, and I believe that's the way we do it. If somebody asks us a question, try not to leave them hanging. If you don't know it, be honest. Tell them so. Go research it. Get back to them. If you don't, contact somebody that does or say, can I have somebody contact you to get back to it? But really, getting the correct information out there and informing the public is how we're going to put an end to this. And Okay, so they're like calling and then you call them back. Yeah. And so okay, like, I see. I, was, I thought maybe you were doing a recording with some general information. Um, oh, no, no. Okay. No, but we are going to start putting some uh, – I'm working with a couple of people that are going to start reading off documents to put them on audio for people. And uh, it might be possible for people to go online. And um, I was told I can do this for free. I hope maybe it is where somebody can go online and then call in and they could push a button to listen to, like, Ted Gunderson's affidavit or listen to the Navy's document or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're working on some really cool stuff. It just takes a lot of time because I'm doing all this by myself. But say, like, for instance, the reason why I said, so, like, Kyle, if your mom had some questions that she she wanted the answers to, you know, you could give her the number and oh. call up and we'll get back to yeah. it. yeah. No, my parents, I tell them, you know, Sunday morning I was sitting at breakfast with them and I was telling them specifically about the Cuban embassy, you know, State Department workers getting that test, the um, fusion tensor imaging scan, just telling them exact, I mean, just within the mainstream news, giving them proof and everything, telling them I need to get that test because, you know, the white matter tracks uh, sustained damage. All the experts are saying that it was caused by microwaves. This is something that can give me concrete evidence for my psychiatrist and neurologist. And my parents were like, oh, well, my mom goes, uh, well, uh, do you know if insurance is going to cover that? And my dad was like, hey, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Stop talking about that. And they shut me down. So, I well, mean, I, I talk well, about You might yeah. just be concerned. Think about it, Kyle. That's a big thing for a parent like son might have brain damage and I can prove it, and then that's the reality you really have to deal with. I don't say brain damage. I just say, you know, No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's probably what's going through their mind, you know. Yeah. 
So your parents are scared. My mom tells me all the time that she's scared that they're going to whack me and get rid of me. I mean, my parents have fears too. You know, your parents might be worried about, you know, you actually being, having physical harm to it. Because, you know, a well-written article that was written by a psychiatrist said that one of the reasons why we have such a hard time is because nobody sees physical damage really on us when we're walking around. And those of who hold are talking straight and we're doing good, that it just looks like we're normal people that are psychotic because they can't see the physical damage. I mean, there's no colored beams coming to us or anything, but we, we're going to have to change all that, you know, and educate. Yeah. And, I mean, also those tests where, I mean, if we get see what the State Department workers did and see, because there is some visual stuff on some scans, you know, that they can tell it would be concrete. So, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. But, yeah. I mean, that's but the thing is, Terry, like, what I don't understand. It's a total just people not wanting to believe because there are many things that can harm and kill without being noticed readily. I mean, there are poisons that don't have smell or taste. There are, you know, radiation, you know. So it's like a, it's just an excuse for not believing us, you know. Well, it's hard to believe it. You know, it's it's like uh, one of my friends, they tell me, well, just looking at you, it's hard to believe that they're actually doing anything to you. It's just like I explained to some church members that when I'm in church, they're inflicting pain, giving me electric shock. You know, I know it's to try to make me act out in front of everybody, so I just sit through it. I mean, to me, it's everyday life now. But they, but when you start talking to them, it's kind of curious because once in a while they'll say, hey, are they doing it now? What's going on? And so, but they know in their heads that I just look like a normal person sitting there like everybody else. But they're mm-hmm. slowly getting the idea of what's going on. And I really got to thank uh, the authorities because they help educate people around me because when they pull their stunts, they realize, wow, you know, like if they see an ambulance every time they're with me, I never seen ambulances every day until I became a victim of this. But, you know, that type of stuff. So, personally, I think we should all talk about this just like it's everyday life, no matter how many people respond to it, because that's the way the people around me are starting to learn because they're going like, oh, you know what I've seen? I noticed when you were around the other day that this was that you were telling us, and I said, now I'm seeing it, and it's just not natural, and I'm going, see, that's what it is. But if I wouldn't talk about it like it's our everyday normal life, they wouldn't know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we just go talk about it. I talk about it with my friends and my family, you know. I talk about it everywhere I go. I stop talking to people in the public. It was interesting. I went for a walk out and played basketball last night and stuff and go to the park today and walk. People notice who I am. They're waving. They're high. Uh, kids that took my flyers and some CDs to school and shared with me, they asked me how I'm doing. I actually got some respect of some of the police now that see me on a regular basis that'll wave back and look and stuff, you know, that that stopped and gave me the time to talk to me. So I really think that we should be outspoken about this because we could really, I think the public respects what we're doing. There's always going to be the narcissistic ones that say, you know, they're, they're always going to be against us. But how else are we going to get people to know that we're just like anybody else and we're not crazy if we don't communicate with them and tell them? And this actually is our life, so we need to communicate as this is our life. And that this could happen to them. 
Absolutely. You turn the you wrong what? way, say the wrong thing to the wrong person, and oops. Yeah. And I'll tell you. Yeah, what, I mean, we're basically living in a lottery. Like our society is a lottery. If you're around the wrong person, or you get the wrong surgery, get an implant put in you. I mean, like everybody's living like sleep, like they don't know about this, and they're happy. But at any time, boom, with a snap of the finger, it could happen to them. I mean, our society is a lottery. The biggest question that's coming up among the people around me that believe this crime against me is the latest questions are is how does one really get inducted into this? What type of people do they profile? And that tells you that these people are thinking about what I'm educating them on a day-to-day basis. They're realizing that there's something very wrong here. And, you know, a lie goes really fast. The truth spreads very slowly. But the people that we do reach are going to tell other people, and that's going to help the word. They can't stop the momentum that we've got going now. We just got to get more and more people out there doing it. And I guarantee you, we won't have to wait 12 years. They won't even be two. We're going to beat these guys, but we've got to start working together. and be. Ed- you know, I'll just tell you this. Um, this a comment that got back to me here recently was one of the leaders in the community says, oh, we don't need that per- that other person to work with. Those type of things really set us back because what that person should have said is, yeah, let's bring those other people into the fold. Let's work together. And I'm starting to see other leaders in the community call me and say, hey, I want to get more involved. I want to do this. I'll tell you something I'd really like to see. I don't, I really don't know what a lot of the moderators think about my program, but my program is working. And I'm not saying it's better than anybody else's. I'm just saying it's working. So if all the moderators think about it, if they took a minute to mention on each call, signs on the cars, wear T-shirts and flyers, that would help get it out there to enthuse people to do it. But that just doesn't happen. I mean, even though I've sent out emails and everything else about it. But if we start working on these projects and mention them on every call, you know, just like these petitions, if you guys notice a petition will go through, you'll maybe hear it on every call at least once during a week. And then it quits getting mentioned again. That's not the way we should do it. We should be talking about it. We should be tweeting it. If it's one that we're going to back, we should be doing that over and over and over so we get every single signature on there that we need. You know what I mean? Because that's the way we're going to keep. We've got to keep the word out there. We've got to keep talking about these events. We've got to keep talking about the petitions. We've got to keep talking about the signs on the autos, the T-shirts, and the flyers. And I'll tell you why I push the signs on the autos and the T-shirts so much along with the flyers. It's because many, many times people have took pictures. They've stopped. I've had groups, seven, eight people standing outside waiting to talk to me at my car. I've had people in lines look at my T-shirts, people asking questions. I've even had people taking pictures of me, they said, so that they could go home and look it up on the Internet to see what's going on. And I didn't even have to say nothing to them. And with that angle, they're approaching you. They're wanting a response from you rather than you going up and not knowing whether they want you to even talk to them. I think it's a great angle. It is. And, Mm -hmm. you. I mean, when you you come out, like the Autobahn Society, when I was out there, seven people were outside. When I came out after dropping the bird off, Seven people were outside my car asking me questions about directed energy weapons. Where can we go? Where can we find out more? Is this really happening here in society? 
these types of things are very important, but that those seven people wouldn't have started being interested if it wasn't for that sign on my car. You know, um, wife has now got T-shirts with my website on them that she's put together. Uh, there's at least 20 people now that have my website on side on their cars driving around. This is hugely important because that's the way. I mean, you know, we're not going to reach everybody the same way. You know, one person that we might hand a supplier to might not respond to, but if you hand him a CD with information on it and he can listen to it, he probably will. You know, one person might not want to hear your spill, but you'll walk up to your sign on your car and take it or look at your T-shirts and start asking you questions. That's why we've got to, the ground floor roots, these are the type of things. And the cool thing is when you see people doing that, it does rebuild your life. The activism part of it, trust me, makes you feel better, makes you want to get out and fight. Uh, it really does. Like doing anything, getting info out, speaking about this, like even, you know, doing a video, um, God, it just makes you feel like you're fighting back, you know. And uh, Kyle, have you worn that T-shirt yet? Yeah, I have. Have you got any responses mm-hmm. from just wearing it? Uh, I kind of drive everywhere. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, get out and walk around in the malls. Go for a walk. Take the dog for a walk around the block. And, you know, I take the dog a walk and try it when it's nice days, about two or three miles. You'll be surprised. It'll start stopping you and talking to you and stuff. And you mm-hmm. guys, the more you're out in your community, I mean, like I said, I go to the park, people recognize me. They talk to me. I go to the store, people know who I am because I'm there. I wear my T-shirt. I'm verbal. I talk about this. It's all very, very important. And think about it. If the tar- if your community is targeting you and you get out and you wear these T-shirts and you hand out these flyers and you do good things and you go volunteer and stuff, that really makes everybody work around. So when they go up to somebody and says, hey, that's so-and-so, they're a bad person, they go, wait a minute, he's out doing activism. That person out there is doing good stuff. He's volunteering at the church. He's, they can't shut people down around you that way. And, you know, a lot of you guys all know that they try to put your TI and get it moved every once in a while. Well, let me tell you something. Where you move it, where you are is very important because you educate the people around you and they change their mind. It makes it that much harder to do their sales. And I think the longer you stay in one place and the longer you stay put and the longer you face the wind that they're throwing at you, the 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 I, I see this. It's it's waning a little bit. You know, it's like I'm still around. I'm still doing my own same thing that I always do. And what they're telling them is not true. And it's kind of apparent because I'm not moving. I'm sticking to my place. I'm doing everything I usually do. So they're starting to think, am I being lied to perhaps, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's good that you brought that up. There's people that come to my addiction classes I teach and people that have came. By the way, I just got another referral from a pastor about another victim that called and and gave my phone number out to somebody to call me to start getting help and join the community because they're a victim of this. But I've had people come up to me and said, you know what, Terry, we were told that you're mentally ill, that you were so far out there it isn't funny. And they're like... They were so much lying to us. You're nothing like that they're telling people. And I said, see, it's all what I tried to tell you people in the beginning. And even pastors, three pastors, guys, who thought I was mentally ill are now talking to me. They call it my ministry. And they're referring people to me to get help. 
every single one of you guys can do out there. And I'm going to just throw this out there again, guys. Everything I do means nothing unless you guys are there too. I mean, if I go to a church and I stand at the podium and the audience is empty, there's nobody in the sanctuary, I can talk all day long, give all the ideas I want, but what makes things work is you guys being there and then collectively working together, sharing your ideas, focusing on what matters, going forward, getting activism. I mean, really think about it. You guys are the power source. I, I just here kind of trying to lead you guys and teach you, maybe like one person was saying, trying to demean me and saying that I was a great cheerleader. Hey, you know what? I'll take that title if it gets people out there fighting. You know what? That's fine with me. They can call me whatever name they want, but the truth is, that's what our job is, is to build each other up, get out there, and fight back. And the quicker we do this, the better off we'll be. Well, it's such an injustice. Why should I keep my mouth shut? I am not mentally ill. I am more sane than half the people that chase around me, you know? Yeah. And guess 20 about the church thing. I was actually asked if I might want to become a pastor someday to answer your question. (laughs) But uh, right now, my main focus is this, guys. You know I have another victim of this crime that's living here with me now. I go out and see things. I can't tell you, 11-year-old kid, you know how it felt to me to talk to an 11-year-old kid and listen tell me about adults stalking him, talking about the ladies with the strollers with their little kids, you know, hearing voices in their head, getting the humming noise, things that feel like spikes inside their head and stuff. 11-year-old kid. Now, what possibly could they gain except experimenting on him for them to do this to an 11-year-old kid? Terry, they're doing it to the 7-year-old charge that I've been caring for for four years. He's 7 years old, and everything you just said, he's experiencing. Yeah, and see, so isn't it our job to get out there and fight back and educate this? And I'm going to... You know, I'm going to say this right now while we're all here, and I hope you guys take this to heart and you spread this around the community. There are leaders that I have talked to that want nothing to do with straightforward activism. I do not know why, but if you really think about when one of the leaders say, hey, I can't go out there, I'm not going to do this, it won't help, what are they really doing for us? So I can't change their minds, so maybe you guys can change their minds because there's some people that have some good pull in our community. And if they get on board and start pushing things forward, we could really make some serious movement because a lot of people listen to those people. We need to get all on the same page. You know, it's funny. I get people from other countries that are more willing to get on board and work with us than some of the people here in the U.S., and that's really disturbing to me. I mean, I think that we should be pulling together, especially here in the U.S. We're supposed to be the greatest country on earth. We have more freedom than any other country as far as getting the word out there. Any other country. I probably said too much, but, you know, guys. No, it's true, Terry. I know it's true. We need to go forward. We need to put an end to this. But we're not going to do it if people are sitting around. You know I've, I'll, you know, I've had people in the community, too, say, I'm just not going to fight for myself. Well, I'll throw this out there, and it might make some of you guys mad, but if you're not willing to fight for yourself, 
Why would you expect anybody else to? And I really mean that. I tweeted that, and it was one of the biggest responses I've got on any tweet that I've done. And people said, yeah, why wouldn't people stand up for themselves? A non-PI that helps us in our community. Maybe some of the people targeting isn't that severe as what they're really saying because they won't stand up and fight back. Maybe he's got a point. Guys, we can, we're the only ones that can stop this. We're the only ones that can educate the public. I mean, until we get to a certain extent for other people that will come forward to help us, it won't. But once we hit that 30% mark nationwide, I believe that we'll really have the huge fighting chance that we're going to see the domino specs start in. And we're going to start seeing cops and people and senators and everybody coming forward because they know they'll get the public to respond positive to them. It's just like an article a uh, news guy told me, a reporter, he says, one of your biggest problems is, is because we want to sell papers. So writing bad about you right now sells papers. But if you get the public to know and get them to do an outcry, it will pay us to write the positive reports like we should. I mean, think about that. That's huge. I mean, even senators have said they can't come forward. Ron Wyden right here in Oregon, and I heard this through a third party, said that he cannot come forward because there's not enough. It's not the time to fight. But if we get the public informed, they can come forward and fight. And when we do inform the public, this is going to let people who don't know what's happening to them, they're going to realize what's happening to them, and there's going to be more people behind us to support us. Yeah. And guess because there's a what large I'm... percentage that doesn't know what's happening to them, and when they hear you or hear our flyers or see our flyers, they're going to say, holy crap, I have part of that targeting. Maybe I'm involved with that. Yeah, you know, guys, I've met more than 30 TIs since I started doing this here in the last year. 30 TIs that had no idea there was sport out there to help. And guess 20 is, you know, you put in there maybe some people are busy fighting for themselves that they can't do activism. Well, I can tell you that every single person that's reported to me that they were getting involved in fighting back, they say their lives have improved dramatically. Or a guest aide could just wear the T-shirt on his way out or her way out to shop or something like that. You know, yeah, it doesn't that's have to be so overt, guys. I mean, you don't have to hand out flyers, but just wearing a T-shirt, just putting a sign in your car. People read these things. It can help you us know, go forward. And I wonder if they do keep people at a certain level until there's more room to move them into the complete overt stuff. And those are the people we want to catch before they're moved any further down the line into the chain. We want them to know what's going on when they have the energy and the fight behind them. And you guys, I'd like you guys to think about this too. This is something that I look at. When I see a perp, I don't look at them as a threat. I don't look at them as a challenge. I don't look at them as my enemy. I look at them as my best opportunity to educate. Because as you guys know, I don't have any stalkers. So... That only came about by educating them, handing the flyers to them, and they started going away. Why? Because they either learn what they're doing or wrong, or they're not supposed to have the truth get to them, and the people behind this crime pulled them off. That's hugely important. Hmm. 
I hope I haven't upset any of you guys. I'm just being brutally honest today. I mean, I want this to stop. I have stop. no idea how that could upset anyone, what you just said. How could that be upsetting? Well, because the last time I, I opened up and, and said directly what was on my mind, you wouldn't believe the emails I get. How dare you say something like that? People what? do it all the time. After what oh, you yeah. just said, somebody would send you an email saying, how dare you? What? Oh, yeah, I've had people say, how dare you get on there and tell us we need to stand up and fight? You don't know what I do every day. Why would you want me to stand up and fight back? They're going to target me every day. Well, they're going to target the person no matter what. They're not going to stop. you got and nothing to lose by fighting back. Yeah. You, you guys don't think I don't get hate mail and stuff? I most certainly do. I you think know? people may take it wrong, like people who are getting targeted so severely that maybe they're bedridden. And they, they're like, well, I can't go out and do that, you know. But there's other ways. I mean, even if you can't get out, you're being attacked so badly, there's still other ways to speak up. Yeah, just to sign emails. You guys, you know what often sits in my mind? I talked to Christina Drew that was in the care center for a long time, sometimes for hours on end. And you know what I keep thinking about? Yeah, she did, she couldn't get up out of her bed and fight. But you want to know something? I sent flyers to her, and she handed out those flyers from her bed in that care center. To anybody that visited her, to the staff there, she asked for more. She talked to people. I sent her copies of Ted Gunderson's affidavit. She handed out. Or like Kyle said, you just get on some website and you and you make a comment under that YouTube video that you like about how what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Or just yeah. put on a yeah. t-shirt, folks. When you go out to shop, just wear the t-shirt, put the magnetic bumper sticker on your car. I know you're in pain. I know it's all you can do just to get to the grocery store. But put the t-shirt on, just put the bumper sticker on the back. Yeah. And I plan on getting some bumper stickers out of my uh, website address, you know, I've also thought about making a shorter address the same because my 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 address is a little long to put on a bumper sticker. But guys, we need to encourage each other to get out there. You know, I would like to hear more of people getting on and talking about signs and flyers and stuff and encouraging people to fight back, you know, fight back, fight back. Because that's really, it really is the only way we're going to do this, guys. Time after time, no matter what you go through, and you see even court cases, I was telling, uh, talking with Linda or somebody today, you know this big court case that's coming up that Targeted Justice is trying to put together and stuff, right? They go through court, they win. But what's really going to happen? Just like the Cuban incident, a lot of the public doesn't know about it. At least 60%, 65% heard nothing about it. So if this big court case goes through, odds are we won't get anything changed. But if the public is informed and knows about what's going on, they will be following that court case. They'll be going, wow, these TIs told me about this. These activists have been talking about this. And the more loud and proud we get, guys, and you imagine if we start getting people in every state where the news media is going to pay attention to that from T-shirts being around and stuff. I've been stopped three times with my T-shirt by news media downtown alone. Sooner or later, those guys are going to pick up and start doing an article. Now, if I could go downtown with 10 TIs, and I get stopped, that would be even bigger because it shows a bigger problem. Hey, and Terry, um, Target Justice is going to have um, an activism arm 
So, you know, we probably want to work with them and get some stuff set up because they might have some good resources. Um, That's great news. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Have a, yeah, a bunch of it, like, because the, the class action thing is, is one arm of it. The only thing I can Carl's, say is the only email I sent to them, I didn't get a response, so... Yeah. Did you send it to Doug? I, I sent in my information to join it, but I think they're getting like hundreds of emails. I think so they're swamped. I, yeah, well, I think I, they're swamped. Well, I can tell you, you can get pretty swamped. My busiest day, guys, to, uh, to record was 259 emails, I believe, in one day. That's a lot to go through. Yeah, I can but barely keep up with my emails. Yeah. You sound so like anyways, Doug Cruz. Doug Cruz had, you know, like 150 when he came home from work every day lately. But that's the news for us. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, guys, it's that time for me to shut this down. i got to go teach my class and stuff. I appreciate everybody coming through. It was a great call. I look forward to seeing all you guys next week, you know. Um, Terry, accept the complaint email. You have, How dare you tell us to go out and stop this crime? How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. God bless you all. You have a wonderful (laughs) day. And and may today be better than today. And thank you. Good night, honey. Everybody everybody have a peaceful night. Good night. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Go to Ella's call. Bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 